104 of the PS Nation podcast. What up, everybody? Uh, hope you're having having some fun on on Hellgast. Take a little time away to listen to our dumbasses. With you once again, myself, Glenn, of course, Joel, and Josh, both with with us. But I can't talk tonight. Josh, how's it be going? It be going good. Yeah. We'll yeah. find out later if you've played anything else besides Just Cause Two because you don't want to wear the Farb jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, you, you shoveled out, bud? Yep, all shoveled out. It needs to stop snowing now so I can play some kill zones. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, my God. This weather. Oh, I'm so ready to go to California. And that's Indeed. something you won't hear from me very much. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, this week, uh, a couple new releases, a buttload of news. What we're playing. And then Joel brings us two reviews. Well, I can help him with the second one. Uh, Plans vs. Zombies, and You Don't Know Jack. Uh, a couple emails. We're going to talk about something pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, and then our plans for next week since we're going to be in San Francisco. Well, at least two of us. Right, Joel? That's right. Only two. Two. <sighs> <laughs> Fucking quitter. All right. On uh, to the new releases, Joel. Yes. We got some new releases, and I will tell you what they are. <laughs> Woot. <laughs> Fight Night Champion, which is the boxing series from EA. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty darn good sports franchise, in my opinion. I agree. A big big fan of the last couple. Well, there's another entry. It's been a couple years. And there's a brand new one hitting next week. It's got some new boxers, I believe. It's got some enhanced online components. And it's launching at $60, <laughs> the, the usual friendly EA price. Well, the biggest addition with this one is an actual story mode for single player. Uh, you actually play as a fictional boxer and kind of work your way up, and I think you actually do a stint in prison even. So, <laughs> What the? <laughs> yes, I don't know. I, well, I, I guess some people that have played it have kind of um, likened it to the story of that. What was the movie with Mark Wahlberg called? It was just Fighter, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the f- they said it's kind of similar to that. But uh, yeah, hmm. it looks cool. The demo was fun, but apparently the, uh, from what I'm hearing, the story mode's kind of short from what people expect. But I, I really have, I don't know. I, I've only played the demo. I enjoy the series more so for the competitive multiplayer. Oh hell yeah! This is one of those games. I have a couple buddies of mine love this series, and they play their their fight night probably more than they play anything else. And every time a new one comes out, we always hook up online or get some couch going. Just nice. it's a. It's a blast to play with some buddies, especially some people who are pretty good at the game. But, uh, this is one of those games that you know uses both analog sticks, and yeah. when you get bra- brawling with a couple guys for a couple hours, pretty much tear, tear your thumbs up for a good few days after that. <laughs> well, they've changed. It's pretty intense. Uh, you're they? not doing those sweeping motions anymore. You're actually just pointing to different spots on the joystick uh, for right and left-handed. And honestly, I think it works way better than it, than it did in four. Yeah, I downloaded the demo, but I haven't yet had a chance to check it out because I just picked it up the other day. Yeah, try it. But it's really good. That sounds yeah. appealing because my thumbs really hurt like hell after all those uh, circle motions and half circles and all that shit in the other one. <laughs> it's like pitching an MLB 2K11. <laughs> <laughs> the only Fight Night I ever owned was on the PS2. Uh... I don't remember which one it was, but um, my brother got it as well, and we'd play it online. And we figured out the taunt, which 
we just <laughs> we couldn't keep fighting at that point. We were laughing too hard. Yeah. Because you hit the taunt button and the guy throws his arm straight back. Uh like Isis used to fly. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> he throws his arms back like that, leans forward and just wiggles back and forth, and it was so fucking funny <laughs> that we couldn't we couldn't get anywhere because we all right, all right all right all right all right let's be serious now and we'd go towards each other and we'd both hit taunt at the same time and just lose it again <laughs> but that's the perfect time for a sucker punch yeah you guys, well n- none of that hey no we were too busy <laughs> just taunting and laughing at each other <laughs> Jeez. well at that point you might as well just play ready to ready to rumble on the yeah podcast. yeah it isn't fun, the no. it isn't actually the f- worked well for back then? <clears throat> yeah, and the face deformation, just the way you can punch and the bruising and the bleeding and the the corner work that's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. I love that. Uh, the last fight night was. I mean, I still think that that game really shines when you have a lot of people in the room with you because then everybody's watching the fights, and it's not you know some Street Fighter event where it only takes a minute or two. I mean, you've actually got a pretty good fight going every now and then, and and the whole room just gets involved with it. And, I mean, that's actually when I've had the most fun with those games. Because you've got everybody cheering behind you, or, you know, making, making the standard noises for a fight. And you're trying to beat somebody, and, and they're getting in lucky shots, you're getting in lucky shots. And it, it's, it's a, quite a blast when you get into that kind of that whole feel of the game. All right, so look for the Fight Night Champion table at MGC uh, <laughs> under the PS Nation banner. Josh will not be there. Because <laughs> he's a little bitch. Yeah, what you won't find at MGC at our table is the next game coming out this following week. Rango is based on the upcoming film. This was forty nine ninety nine. Rango? How dare you? Is that an animated movie or something? Johnny it, Depp. It is, oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know how those film-to-video game adaptions are. Well, maybe per- if you had a four-year-old pers- in the house, you'd like it. Yeah, True. but Johnny Depp... He's dreamy. He, he's most macho. <laughs> he plays like a little rat-looking character too in this one, doesn't he, or something along those lines? It's like a, a little chameleon runt. or a gecko or something. A yeah, dreamy whatever. gecko. <laughs> <laughs> but he just did that other movie with what's her face, Angelina Jolie. Oh yeah, the the the, the tourist. Yes. Yeah, so Ooh. is is this is he Nicholas Caging things now, or is he is he done? Is this the sign of the end? Well, a lot of big names do animated movies. No, what I mean is Nicolas Cage was a phenomenal actor for a while. What? Until he's... Back in the day. What? Way, 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 way back. No. (laughs) Like, one in every eight movies he did was probably good. Like, The Rock, Con Air, and it wasn't because of him. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas, of course, is probably his best, but... No. He was never I was thinking Wild at Heart is his best. When what, Peggy Sue got married, the early Valley David, Girl. the oh, early Valley David Girl. Lynch film that he was in. Yeah, Valley Girl, he was good in, but I don't know. Peggy Sue got married. He was annoying. He has that raspy yeah. voice or whatever. I don't even remember how it sounded <laughs> anymore. But it was, oh, it was terrible. <laughs> so is Rango going to be another Angelina Jolie, Johnny Depp affair, or is it going to be a good movie and a, and a decent game? Uh, you know, it, it it's got a good cast. Um, I mean. It might be good. Gore, it's Gore Verbinski do... directed it, and he's directed Johnny Depp in how many Pirates movies? Yeah, it's probably not going to be a great movie, but it's going to do huge box office because 
parents will take their kids because it's an animated movie. It's a no-brainer. And the moms will keep going and taking their kids because it's Johnny Depp and he's dreamy. It's kind of it's kind of funny because a lot of the characters look like they're from the Odd World series. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, big time. Wow, I'm just looking at pictures right now. Huh? Eh, who knows? That one's kind of up in the air. You know, J- Joel says that now. Watch, you get to MGC, and we'll have both PS3s playing that game. <laughs> this is awesome! I'll have like a Rango banner made up and surprise you guys. Like, hey, check it out! PS Nation presents Rango, like this. Eight foot banner. <laughs> Johnny Depp will. Bitches. Johnny Depp will call in, you know, just for a little appearance to promote the game. You're the only guys that wanted to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is it. In new releases, just the two on the PS3. All right. Kind of a quiet week. Yeah. So that's all right. We got man. There's so much coming out. I mean. Yakuza 4 is hitting soon, MLB 11 is hitting soon, MLB 2K11 is hitting soon. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot and all of sorts of hitting. all sorts of demos for a lot of those games on PSN just this week. Yeah, Pixel Junk Shooter 2. Um, man, it's getting, getting crazy up in here. All right, who wants to do the first one here? I, I actually voted on this. Did you guys vote yet? Not yet. I voted. That's because you care. So, uh, yeah, what we're talking about is uh, yesterday when the PlayStation Store went live, uh, PlayStation Network Gamers Choice Awards 2011 voting opened. Uh, So you can go into the PlayStation Store right on your PS3, and you'll see a bunch of nominees up there for different categories like Best PSN Game, Best PS3 Game. uh, I can't remember what the other ones are. Like Best Minis Game, I think it was. And when you download the exclusive theme for that game, you're actually voting for that game. Uh, The thing is, though, I thought that there were better titles... For each of those categories that could have been in, in the mix for, of the five that were available. but Yeah, and you know, the themes are a scam. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm really upset about that. Well, it's not even because I thought, sweet, I'm going to get a, a Pac-Man Championship Edition DX theme. No, you get a PlayStation Network Gamer's Choice Awards 2011 sponsored by Sprint theme. Yeah, yeah. I downloaded them it. and deleted them right away. <laughs> that's lame. I, I don't know. I I thought they would have gone the extra mile and like done a theme, uh, but you but know this is free, so there's no way they would do the extra mile. Oh come on! There's so much free stuff up there anyway, theme wise. That's well, that's true. Yeah, they could have done it. I seriously downloaded them and deleted them right away. I gotta keep that crap. Yeah, I got yeah. enough Sprint stuff. My phone is from Sprint. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Sprint's great. The phone's great. It's the update that fucked it up. Damn it. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, so check it out. Uh, I mean, it, it only takes a couple minutes to download these stupid little themes to vote for the stuff. And, you know, <laughs> best PSN exclusive, uh, Dead Nation's up there. Joe Danger. I had to yeah. actually flip the coin between those two. Uh, Dead Nation, one, by the way. <laughs> I, I'm glad you even considered Joe Danger. That's high praise. I really like Joe Danger. I think it's a great game. I don't play it nearly as much as you, but... Well, and if you vote for vote for the game and it wins, all the winners will be on sale early Indeed. March. Indeed. That's kind of a nice nice little bonus. Yeah, so vote for the ones you don't own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> eh, 
pretty neat that they're doing that, though. So another little thing you can do on the store. And it's it's right there on the front page, so it's really easy to get to. All right, who's up next here? I'll take it. This is Smithsonian. Is seeking input from gamers on a new exhibit. The uh, Smithsonian Bar and Grill? The Smithsonian Bar and Grill on the All corner right. of North and Easy Street. <laughs> I love Easy Street. No, the Smithsonian American Art Museum, of course. Uh. So this you know, is maybe the, the ending of the old argument is video games or are video games art? Well, if the Smithsonian says they're art, well, then they must be. Yeah, and Roger Ebert can suck it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't ex- explain it to you when he's done. Poor guy. That's actually really cool. Actually, the Smithsonian... See, I went to school right outside of D.C., so I went to all the Smithsonian museums a lot. Yeah. And the uh, Museum of American History had a technology exhibit in it, Hmm. which was all technology from the founding of America all the way through to today and the future. And it was really cool because as you walk through, you know, you go from technology in the colonies right through to like enigma machines in world war two and early computers and you get to the end and there was this crazy thing from japan this big giant thing called high def tv <laughs> Did it have this ten- was in tentacles ni- coming out of it this was in 1989 well oh, yeah wow. they actually had a um <laughs> they had a 1080i tv uh out around that time in Japan, because and the reason I know this is that they made Hudson made a special version of Bomberman for the Turbo Graphics that actually played in 1080i and oh. only worked on that screen. <laughs> it was a special; you couldn't buy the game. They they made it just for some event, and uh, I I remember seeing pictures and everything of it. But it was like Saturn Bomberman. I think it had ten ten players, just like the Saturn one. Yeah, it was gorgeous. They had a video running on a loop of all these shots of outside of museums all over the world with fountains and stuff. And it was just gorgeous. And that's where everybody would gather. You would see it. Everybody walk through da, 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 da. They get to that and go, Oh, you know, yeah. And it kept saying that, yeah, it's coming soon, coming soon. And it took how many years, like another 10, 20 years to actually make it to the U S when was that? 89. Yeah. Well, I had my high def TV in two thousand one, and they were out before that. Yeah. Well, ten years. It was about ten yeah. years because they, because the U.S. kept fighting over the standards. That was the problem. <laughs> well, that happens all the time over here. <laughs> yeah. Go figure. <laughs> but yeah, that just leads me back to the Smithsonian is really really cool, and they really know how to put on shows like this and exhibits like this, and you know. I'm all up for that. You know, you go cast your vote at the website and you can vote on which 80 games from a pool of 240 are going to be included in the exhibit with screenshots and short video clips. Cool. So, yeah, that'd be I've, really I've nice. I haven't looked at that yet. And check it out. It's on their web, our website. So if you head over to psnation.org, uh, you'll see the, the article right there and the link is at the bottom of the article. But definitely check it out. So you guys have any nominations or any choices for just what game in your mind stands out as being artistic? Um, Sam and Max hit the road. Flower. 
flower. flower. Yeah. Um, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh hell yeah. yeah. Ico. Yeah. Both of those. Yeah. I see. I think back to the, to the graphic adventures and how much they put into those games, like the Sam and Max and Day of the Tentacle and. Um, oh sure. Gosh. Yeah. Marble Madness. Marble Madness? That was huge. In its own then. way. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, pretty neat. I'm going to have to go check that out. Of course, Killzone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. Never Interactive know. art. Never know. All right. On to the next one. Yes, there's an upcoming PSN game that's going to use crowdsourcing for ideas. Indeed. What does that mean? I don't know. Let me read the article. <laughs> uh, no, it's the the bearded ladies who developed Landed Bandit, that epic blast of a game. Um, what they're going to do? There's a they're calling it Gameocracy. It's a project that's going to take user submitted ideas uh, to use in a platform action platforming game for the PS3 and PSP. So they're going to put out challenges over a couple of weeks uh, to the entire PlayStation community and ask for concepts and things like that. And they'll, they'll be voting and it will all be made into a game. Yeah. So that's <laughs> a lazy way to do things, but you know, that's, that's cool. <laughs> it's, it's interesting too, though, because you know, yeah. everybody on the internet always <laughs> thinks that they know better than the game developers. So now here's their chance to prove it. Yeah, it's actually going to be really cool to see what they come through with in the end, with everybody voting and everybody, you know, really pushing their ideas. And it'll be cool to see really where it goes, I yeah, think. Yeah. I like, I like how they uh, put the little disclaimer at the bottom, though. Um, if you're a serious game author or someone that wants to get into the business and you have an idea, you might want to not post your idea uh quote once you submit your ideas to our forum they are then free to be used by us or the bearded ladies at in any manner including in any other games and without any obligation to you so if your idea is secret and you would like to keep it that way we advise you to not post it which doesn't surprise me because i know a lot of people (laughs) always try to give david jaffe ideas and he always tells them don't send this to me because i can't read it because if, if something that you have an idea for ever pops up in a game there's a liability issue there. So they're really freaked out about submissions. Every developer is. Yeah, it's <laughs> like Hollywood and scripts. Yeah, exactly. But that's cool, you know. I'll just... I, I have this idea for this game called... Killzone 4. <laughs> patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with, like, Schmust Schmoz 3. <laughs> oh no, I already own the rights to Just Cause 3, thank you. <laughs> you going to squat on that uh, URL? On that domain? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I like this approach, too, because there's, there's so much emphasis lately on uh, making some easy-to-use game development tools for users like ourselves who, who've got the creative bone in their body to design game levels. This is more for people that don't have the energy or the creative creativity necessary to design it themselves but rather can just give the idea and, and lean on other people to do the design 
and development for them. Yeah. So good idea. And hey, it's it's not a Doritos game either. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> which or is free. which is the only other only other freebies or because Doritos has done this a few times as well. Yeah. Where they reach out reach out for ideas and then it shows yeah. up on Xbox Live or wherever. Yeah, that uh, that dinosaur running around eating Doritos was not so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not for you. <laughs> but if you got really high, it'd be fun. And then you'd be thinking yeah. about Doritos. Man, I get the munchies. <laughs> 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 All right, on to the next one. Uh, hey, did you guys know that Xenogears is now available on the PSN? Wow, how about that? Did you know that Bizarre Creations is closing their doors? That's what I heard. That's that's uh that's a real shame. That yeah. That's a real shame. More than Xeno Gears. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, this Actually, is a yeah, bummer. Stinks. Yeah. Yeah, I I met the I met one of the developers at um uh, what was that Comic-Con? Yeah. Yeah. And he's a really cool guy. And uh, the James Bond game was not bad. No, it's, it's not bad. It's it's just not it was fun. Awesome, but no, it wasn't awesome. But it was much like I, I enjoyed it as like an extension of the Bond stuff, just like playing the movie. Sure, it was fun. Sure. But uh, yeah, that and Blur was good. Yeah, yeah Blur was good. Done some very good games. Yeah. Project Gotham Four was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of the Wars? come on. Some of the earlier Project Gotham's are pretty good, and the the first entry, Metropolis Street Racer, was really good. I thought. For the yeah, Geometry Wars was when I finally got into that. I did. I didn't like it at first, but I I got more into it later, and I appreciated that game. Oh, I love that game. Yeah. I actually heard a kind of a funny story about how Geometry Wars got started, but I don't remember the whole thing, so I don't want to bore anybody with it because I'm probably wrong. <laughs> but basically, some dude was doing that on his off time, and he just kind of put it together. And apparently, I think it was like some build came in to, you know, for review, like to review the current build of the game. And in the uh, interface, I think you had like a, because um, this is for not for Metropolis, but this is for like Project Gotham Two, I think it was. And you mm-hmm. have like a garage, and there was an arcade game back in the corner, like an arcade cabinet. And if you want to play Geometry Wars, and the and the boss is like, "What the hell is this?" And the guy's like, "Oh, I was just doing this in my spare time." And I think somebody got pissed off and like, "Your spare time? You're behind on this game, and you're doing this." <laughs> and apparently, like one of the big bosses at Microsoft loved Geometry Wars and couldn't stop playing it, and basically saved their bacon for that for that whole project. Wow. But I, like I yeah, said, the, I'm I'm sure I'm getting a lot of shit wrong. No, I think that's right. I mean, it was in the original. It was like Project Gotham Two, I think. Yeah. Had that ca- cabinet in the corner. It was just Geometry Wars, and then they like added some bells and whistles to it and released it on Xbox Live with a different title. Right. Geometry Wars Evolved. Right. I think is what it was called. Yeah. So uh, pretty funny, but I mean, these guys have been around for 17 years, and Activision does what Activision does, and uh, instead of you know given them the opportunity to get bought out or to break off, they just pretty much shut them down. So there you go. sucks so bad. (laughs) The Borg Collective has now shit you out. (laughs) Yeah, sucks. Well, at least, well, they knew it was coming for a little while. It doesn't make it any easier 
but it was, I guess, made known for it. Was it like a year ago or so, or at least nine months ago, that this was coming? Yeah. So, so the folks, the fine folks over at Bizarre Creations, at least had an opportunity to try and find some other gigs, or at least be a little, little bit more prepared than like a Call of Duty or Infinity Ward, where it's just gone in like three seconds flat. You know, <laughs> show up with bodyguards. Get out! You don't get any of your bonus <clears throat> money either. We're gonna spend that on some weird ass concert that makes no sense at the Staples Center. And- <laughs> Even even though we're going to cancel two of the games. Anyway. And I wonder if that James Bond game was sort of a... I, I hate to say this, and I mean no disrespect to Bizarre, but just sort of my you know one foot half out the door sort of effort. Uh, no, I, I think they put a lot of work into the game. It's not like it's broken or anything. It's just... It doesn't have any soul to it. You know, it's just a very... It's kind of a, a very... I don't want to say shallow. It's just a hollow game, I guess I'd say. I kind of get the feeling that that was not really what they wanted to work on, but yeah. that's what Activision put on them, said, make a James Bond game, and they were like, ugh, all right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think that's kind of what it is, too. But, I mean, besides that one snow level, the driving stuff is pretty cool, and, I mean, the action is definitely better than uh, Casino Royale. I, I, I honestly do think it's a better game than Casino Royale, but... Yeah, it definitely is. It just... It, it just had this meandering feel to it sometimes. Mm. I, don't know. I mean, I finished it. I, I like it so far. I still haven't finished it, but I, I really like what I've played. And I, I think I said that when I first started playing it, that, you know, you play through the first level and then the credits come up and the song and everything. And it's, it's like, holy crap, I'm in the movie. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really neat, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think I even played one of those shitty Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies for that <laughs> for that same reason. Because once you get in there, you hear the music, you like, uh, yeah, you just feel at home, and it's kind of fun, even though the game underneath it's sort of cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm referring to the the Pierce Brosnan one. I forget what it was called. Was that the, the one with not the, enough? Or uh, maybe it had a. I think Heidi Klum was in it also. Oh, oh no, that was um, that's another one where it was actually like a completely separate from a movie. Heidi exactly. Klum? Yeah. yeah. She played the main the main female lead role. And now we get I don't remember Stone. her in a Pierce Brosnan. No, it she was wasn't just... in the movie, she was in the game. Yeah, it was just a Bond, oh. Bond game. <laughs> and in my dreams. I'm glad Daniel Craig is the new James Bond and Pierce Brosnan is C'est la vie. I really like Pierce Brosnan, though. Uh, Dude, I like Remington that. Steel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, his first role was in uh, the Long Good Friday that I just watched with Bob Hoskins and uh, Helen Mirren. That was mm. like his big first role, and he wasn't even supposed to talk in it. And he actually uh, ad-libbed a line, but man, was he young in that movie. I think it came out in like 81. Just yeah, crazy. He, was, he was good as Bond, but the writing, I think... I don't know, I got sick of Bond at that point. Especially when I guess it was the last one he did, where they go to somewhere up in Iceland or somewhere and Norway, yeah. Yeah. and he's got the invisible car. And I was that like, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> they did so many wrong things with that movie. The whole Halle Berry thing, uh, where they actually they were going to try to spin her character off into a different movie. Yeah, um, which Whoa. her character was awful. Uh, the 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 bad guy just wasn't even that menacing really he just kind of seemed i don't know he was just like eh, I'm, a, I'm a mean guy i've got diamonds in my face whatever um yeah it it just really it was poor 
It was. I really, uh, so I like... That, the game that you're talking about, Everything or Nothing, Joel. There you go. That's the title, out, yeah. It uh, came out in 2003. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, Willem Dafoe was in it. Shannon Elizabeth, Richard Keel, <laughs> who, which, who I met, is huge. <laughs> uh, Heidi Klum, Maya's in it. John Cleese, Judy Dench. Wow, holy shit. Good cast. Yeah, it, even though the game was just so-so, all those people, the a, a sort of decent script, the music... Just like Josh said, it pulled me right in. Yeah. Hmm. No invisible car. I I even played that on the the GameCube with that controller. I played a first-person shooter with that controller. (laughs) So that gives you a little bit of an indication. (laughs) Yikes. In other news, I'm I'm buying home furniture. I'm 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 caving. What? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I was never gonna really decorate my home crib because I don't really care. You know, I don't. I like going in home. I like hanging out there as a community, but I don't bring peeps back to my crib and show off my my statues and all that stupid shit. But yeah. now, now I'm doing that. Now we're gonna go to home and, why and gather gather a posse, bring them back to my place, and show off my pixel junk monsters furniture. Oh snap! <laughs> awesome <laughs> so you can buy like the little defense towers the monsters you can even buy the the green for to represent the grass you can build yourself a little pixel junk monster oh interior <laughs> in your crib it's not playable but hey it's you know it'll impress the ladies we'll just leave it at that that'd be funny if you could actually like <laughs> lay it all out and play it <laughs> wow! Even even funnier if you actually impressed a woman with that. Oh, I, I think you could. You know what? Actually, that reminds me. Tomorrow in home. Well, that's this isn't going to help anybody who's listening to the podcast. <laughs> but just for you guys, they're going to show the last shuttle launch live. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see that? Isn't that crazy? That's going to be cool. And now that I don't have cable TV, I should record that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a really neat, neat idea. Yeah. I need to get in there. i got to play that Killzone game so I get some more uh, unlock points and everything. I just haven't had time to get into home. I've been Killzoning. There's a lot going on at home lately. It's hard to keep track of all the updates they're pushing. and yeah. not, necess- uh, not updates, but just all the new content that's, that's showing up. I agree. I agree. There's a lot of stuff I want to go check out. I just, I just don't get in there enough. And now Cade's going to kill me next week. Well, now you have a reason. <laughs> Pixel Junk Monsters Furniture, Chief. Yeah, right. Hop in. We got to get in there and get on onto my boat that we can stream videos to and stuff. That's where they're showing the shuttle launch. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. It's part of that. And they're changing that whole thing up, too. They're adding a ton of stuff to it. Okay. The It's being renamed the Sunset Yacht, and you can actually change the time of day. That's cool. To make it all pretty. So, yeah, tomorrow, well, yeah. For anybody listening, it already happened. Ha ha. (laughs) If only we were streaming this live. (laughs) But, um, yeah, tomorrow at uh, 4.50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. See, that's what's more important. Eastern Standard Time. Is that even a real time? They will actually be showing... They they have a NASA channel and they'll actually be showing the launch live on there. That's pretty cool. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's neat. Very neat. Historic. Uh, you know what else is neat? 
going over to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation, signing up for the 14-day free trial. And if you do so, you get a free book out of the deal, even if you don't keep the account. And that helps that us. That is neat. <laughs> that helps us pay our costs. Yeah. So audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. Go do it. It helps us out, even if you don't keep the account. It still helps us. And uh, with our rising, rising uh, hosting costs, it helps every little bit. Check it out. All right, what we're playing. Uh, I don't know if you want me to start, because I've only played four games this week. Well, let me start, since half of my games are in the review section anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I finally went back, and I've been meaning to do this for the longest time. My wife and I finally finished Beatles Rock Band. We were hanging there right at the rooftop concert. Got, to, oh, got together it. this weekend and pushed through and finished her up. And if you wait through the credits, there's a little surprise at the end. So I'm not going to ruin it since now Josh is talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> very, very right. cool. Very cool. I love that game. After that, got in the mood to play some Rock Band 3. We haven't nice. done that in a while. So went online and hit the store right away. Grabbed a bunch of new songs because there's some new stuff on there that I wasn't even aware of. Like, Maybe I'm Amazed by Paul McCartney. Grab that. No. Yeah, big surprise. <laughs> 21st Century Digital Boy. Great song from the early 90s. Punk yeah, tune. that's um, the Black, uh, the, uh, the Bad Religion. Yes. Oh, Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some other shit that I don't recall that my wife was interested in. <laughs> I just picked Psychedelic Furs or something. <laughs> Did you? I got the Duets pack, and I got the Pat Benatar six-pack. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're running with the shadows of the <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, but now I can be Big Stein. Heartbreaker, love picker. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, somebody tweeted at me, and I'm sorry for forgetting his name, and said to get you guys, talk more nuclear assault and, and decrease the amount of Billy Joel talk. That was just Fuck a request that from, shit. Billy Joel from one way, listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the the only other person that understood my nuclear assault reference stepped I've up to never the plate. Heard of nuclear assault before? <laughs> well, there's one other guy that has, so that that made it worthwhile. <laughs> they should be so proud. <laughs> uh, so yeah, lots of rock band. Uh, then I played some I don't know Jack, which I'll be reviewing a little later on, and I'll save for talking about. Hold on, Joel. <laughs> I just went and found nuclear assault's website. Their uh-huh. last update is uh, from 2006. <laughs> Dude, they're a metal's ba- metal band from the '90s. You know, <laughs> they're all like it. They all have walkers now. They're not up. They don't update their website. Oh my god! So they got some sweet spandex and hair and exactly <laughs> nice C- uh, cucumber stuffed in their front, you know, front pocket. It'll show off as long as it's wrapped in uh, aluminum foil. <laughs> That's right. Or, or as the Brits would say, aluminium. Not <laughs> cucumbers, pickles. Yeah, that was a cucumber. What are you talking about? It's pickle junk. Pickle junk. Uh, see what I did there? You used that title last week, dude. <laughs> Shit. Pickle junk two. <laughs> Electric pickle boogaloo. Junk-ing. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Jack played some of that, and to kind of get a frame of reference, a little bit more buzz. Sweet. And seen it. Bright lights, big screen. Ooh, on purpose. Yeah, I wanted to. See what uh, see how good I don't know Jack was by checking out a couple other video game trivia. Yeah, pad your trophies bit. I saw that. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> Only you would think that. <laughs> but yeah, 
I'm coming for you. Nah, I'm so far behind you. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> I'm working on catching Glenn at this point. <laughs> it's all those Just Cause 2 trophies he's got. That's right. Once I hit that platinum, I want to see how far it jumps. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have one more platinum than me. That's right, and one more than me too. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> one game I have not platinumed. Dead Space 2, I've been playing some more of that. Ah. About maybe a third of the way through, but then Killzone 3 hit my front porch via the Amazon instant or Amazon release date delivery. I dug it out with a shovel since it was buried in snow. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank goodness it was in a waterproof package. And uh, hey, new and shiny thing. Dead Space what? Yeah, exactly. Killzone 3 is now in full rotation, so oh, got a boy. couple hours last night kind of monkeying around with it the cutscenes are you guys were right wow those cutscenes are gorgeous yeah unbelievable the soundtrack dude i love that soundtrack just the the epic symphonic sounds yeah good good stuff and uh in, in preparation for hopefully some fun next week at gdc i've been playing twisted metal head on on the psp nice it's kind of going back through that uh, story cool. mode or campaign or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Man, I got to so, work on that too. Shit. I love that game. I played the crap out of that when I got my PSP. <laughs> that Me was too, the and then I stopped playing it for a long time, then I went back and played it and kind of go on and off with it. Yeah. Well, I picked up the, the PS2 version of it as well. Yeah. Nice. PS2 one's great because it's got all the lost levels and stuff in it. Mm-hmm pretty sweet you might as well keep talking because that's it for my what's playing list all right well we know josh played (laughs) you want me to go i'll go just get it out of the way (laughs) all right well actually that lou and i were hanging out all weekend this three-day weekend watching battlestar galactica (laughs) 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 because she had never seen it and when we blew through Dexter and caught all the way up to the most recent season, then she's like, all right, now what? And I was like, um, Galactica? She's like, oh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> like all angry and reluctant because she thought it was all laser guns and, you know, warp drive and just ridiculous stuff and aliens. And I was Sex like, with no, aliens. No. And- it's like, it's not like that. And she really got into it. Sure. Big time. So we spent the weekend blowing through the entire fourth season <laughs> to get to the end of it. Oh, my God. And we did. And she loved it. I still haven't watched she... the last season of that yet. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's I know. so good. Yeah. But she really liked it. So I actually didn't get to play a whole lot there. But NHL 11, of course. No. Yes, I made it to the playoffs. Yeah. And I don't know, I I swear they have to, they must tweak something in there. Because all of a sudden, my goalie, my rookie goalie, who's starting in the playoffs, seems to be nervous. Seems to be letting in weird goals that I did not let in all season. Huh. And I'm just not quite making the saves the same way I was leading up to this point. Hmm. So... I I was up three games to one on Jersey, and they 
I thought I was going to close them out, and they beat me. So it's three games to two, and we're headed back to Jersey for for game six. Ugh. <laughs> I'm nervous. It's exciting, though. It's fun. And Just Cause 2, yes, of course. I got to that point where I decided, all right, I'm going to play through the rest of the story missions. And I did, and... Now all I need to do is play through the story again on the hardest level, and I will Jeez. have a platinum. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the story because this is the first time I finally got to the end of it. It's so much fun! It really is so much fun. It only took you two years. No, one year. Not even one year. Wow! Because I looked it up, it was April sixth, two thousand ten was when I first played it. Oh my god. Yeah. So it wasn't even one year yet. And when I Lou saw it sitting next to the PS3 upstairs and she's like, What are you still playing that you're playing that forever. You're always playing that game. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Yeah. This is where we have multiple TVs, hon. Just go in the other room, nothing to see here. I really don't want to wear that Farb jersey. I need some sort of de- defensive tactics here. No, how do I block you from playing that game? Uh, we could <laughs> Just, call in a favor with Sony and have have it like banned from his system. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, or we could pay Lou off. I was thinking something with Lou. You know, delete, get... delete the save file. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> or find some find some Sorry. new television show that's like t- twenty eight seasons long that you guys are going to get into, and that <laughs> <laughs> would do it. Have you ever oh seen One Life to Live? In the 80s, it was... <laughs> it's oh really no. good. No, you know, actually, I have to figure out what our next show is going to be now that we've finished Galactica. How about oh. Mad Men? Have you guys checked that out yet? No. You can't actually. stream it anywhere. No, you can't, but highly recommended. Hmm. Plus, it's available on Blu-ray, and it's well worth it. It looks great in high def. The Cape mm. is really good, but I think it's going to be canceled. It is going to be canceled. It's it's a great show, though. I love it. That's why yeah. it's going to be canceled. Actually, if you have Hulu, um, they've got the whole series up now. It only went two seasons, but uh, it's called Life. It was on NBC. It's the guy that played Dick Winters uh, uh, in Band of Brothers. Oh, yeah. Really, really good show, and I, I'm so disappointed they canceled it. Hmm. That was kind of a, a victim of the writer strike, though, but I... Thoroughly love that show. Oh, maybe I'll look at that. Oh, yeah, speaking I know of it's shows, up on, on Hulu. Yeah. Since we're we're off on TV now, um, <laughs> I've been catching up on season two of V. Yeah. Uh, really, I'm liking it. Damn. I I haven't liked V from the start, but I keep watching it. Yeah. I've almost hit that point that I hit in 24, where it's getting so ridiculous, and this was somewhere around the third season. I think I got through three seasons of 24, and then in the fourth, in the middle of the fourth, I, something happened, and I was like, oh, fuck this. This well, is just ridiculous is now, and I turned it the, off. The fir- third and fourth seasons of 24 are the weakest, because that show got really kick-ass at, toward the end. Uh, I mean, it, the just, last it turned into such a ridiculous awesome. soap opera. There's everybody's a spy, everybody's well, sure. a double agent, everybody, it's just, come on. Yeah, they, come on. They X-filed themselves right off a TV show? Oh. <laughs> I just got so sick no, of it. I've but... been liking the second season of V. I think uh, what they're doing with Jane Badler is really fun. And uh, then they brought Dutch in from The Shield, and, and he's kind of a badass now, or kind of a sneaky fucker. And um, 
the whole thing with uh, Morris Chestnut's character kind of going back and forth between uh, the the V's and and the res- or the fifth cha- uh, that the fifth channel the fifth column and <laughs> oh, goddamn. The and luckily, just... I mean that's up on Hulu, but I haven't caught the last two. But I keep hearing that the last couple have been really good too. And the writing just seems so weak to me. I'm like, did a did a high school kid write this stuff? It just maybe the dialogue, the 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 storylines, and then. You know, we show, we see, uh, what's her name? Hot chick, short hair. Oh, uh, uh, Marina. Marina, yeah. She's standing there in her ship, and she's got two guards with her, and they've got little Vs on the back of their jackets. I'm like, yeah. come on. Seriously? They call themselves Vs? Hi, we're that's, the Vs. That's well, they lame. have been calling themselves the Vs, but... Uh, I know, but even that is stupid. They're, see, we're the visitors. A, a company Vs. jacket? Come on. <laughs> company jacket? No, they're with the crew, man. They're, they're the roadies. Oh. <laughs> for, the, for the 2010 World Tour. Oh. Don't forget your uniform, Clyde. <laughs> the, 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 and, the biggest thing that I really don't like about the show... It's a character, and I don't think it's the, the actor's fault or anything, but um, Erica, you know, the FBI agent, the blonde one, her mm-hmm. kid oh, is yeah. such a stereotype idiot, you know, no-brain <laughs> moron. He is. Yeah. But, the, the like, the I virtual hate. sets don't work. They look so obvious and yeah, fake. And the, the special effects where they, they show their lizard teeth and bite people, I'm like, oh, this looks so bad. It looks I'll like agree a bad with that. Sci-fi I, I, channel I, I movie. mean, it's close, but it doesn't look great. Yeah. <sighs> and what's the yeah. appeal? Because the first television series back in the day fucking sucked. What? Oh, the oh, series. Was... Yeah, the series. Yeah, yeah. The TV so, series. Yeah, the mini series yes. was good. Like, like the storylines and everything were really cool, and it was a neat concept. And yeah, that's that's where it. And that's probably why I'm watching it. I'm watching it because it's V, and because it's Morena Bacarn and and what's her name Juliet from Lost and whew, I love both of them but, <laughs> well, but the rest Laura of Laura Vandevoort who's she was uh, yeah. uh, his cousin in, in uh, Smallville Ooh. yeah I yeah. mean they're they're the main that's the main reason I keep watching it but I'm real close to just giving up on it I just and yeah. it actually might get cancelled that was their big concern was that it may not make it past a second season so. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I really. There's a couple reasons that I really hope it does well because we need more sci-fi on TV. We need more decent sci-fi on TV. I mean, Jace Hall is one of the producers on it. You know, he's been around gaming for years. He does that little Jace Hall show on I, uh, IGN and all that. But um, he seems to get it. You know, and and I, I really hope that they can kind of keep things going. And and you never know. I mean, I think it's 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 great that it's back. I just. They need to get away from the, the, the bullshit soap opera stuff and start getting a little dirty, you know? And, and I don't know. You go back to the original miniseries and the final battle, and you kind of see how they handle things there. And, and there were some cheesy moments in those, too, but they were on a much lower budget. Yeah. I really With their think low that budget, they... though, it was all guerrilla tactics and fighting, and it was pretty exactly. cool. Well, plus Michael Ironside. I mean, that's what they need to well, do, bring yeah. Michael Ironside in, and then he'll just kick everyone's ass. Well, the talk is Beastmaster's coming back. Mark Singer, yeah. Now he may need... be popping up. We need, we need <laughs> Grant back. Come on, Grant, come on. Come on so, just so I can participate in the conversation again and to try and get things back on track. <laughs> Good luck with that. The League, my second recommendation. Oh, my God, The League is so awesome, and it's on Hulu. 
Yes, good show. Yes, the league is stupendously awesome. Very funny, well written, perverse. Archer's but I don't know that she'd year. be into that. She probably wouldn't My, like the league. Ar- uh, Archer is awesome. It's very very funny. My wife loved the league. She wants. Yeah, she's, well, wife is your a, wife a, is the league. <laughs> yeah. How did how did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> because it's true. All right. <laughs> Touche. Yes, she's the fantasy football commissioner. Yes, yeah. this is true. Anyway. Actually, I was thinking about Sons of Anarchy because I haven't really watched that yet. Uh, it's, Ooh, it's, and it's pretty good. What'd nice. you say? And Leela. Leela, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, her husband uh, created that. that show. Oh. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's The Sopranos on Bikes, I mean, essentially, but it is pretty well done. Hmm. Uh, I, w- I would tell you go back and watch The Shield. Seriously. The Shield Maybe, never yeah. got bad. It went six seasons. They had some great guests for, for full seasons, like Glenn Close was on it for a year. Forrest Whitaker was on it for a year. It never got bad. It, it sustained the awesomeness all the way through. And I'm telling you, The Shield, one of the best TV shows that's been on the last 10, 15 years. It is really, really, really good. Hmm. Definitely check it out, seriously. And I think Lou would like it, too. Okay. Cool. All right, so back to gaming. (laughs) Yes. Oh, we're talking about games? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Killzone 3 showed up at my door. Amazon. Day and date. (laughs) I have only played it in 3D. Mm -hmm. And I tried starting off with the move controls. And actually, it's weird. I was not enjoying it the way I enjoyed it at all the press events I've been to and messed with it. And I don't know why. So you liked it at the press event. Now you don't like it. I didn't like it at PAX and I liked it when it came. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So I went back to the regular controls and tried to jump online because I had the, you know, unlock all abilities and weapons and double bonus points for, first 24 hours and i couldn't get into a single freaking game that's weird so didn't do me any good (laughs) did not do me any good at all and i got to sit there and listen to people as it says connecting 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 i got to listen to people in my headset bitching about how the crappy sony online is and how these problems never happen on xbox that's bullshit too and i yeah i wanted to jump in and go come play left for dead with me you have no idea how many times we had so many problems really weird the only problem that we had is we got a squad together and i think one of the guys in our squad had a shitty connection or something and it kept bombing out once the there's two people that left so it was one of those two people and once those two guys left uh we had no problems whatsoever last night, and we played for six hours straight. Uh, yeah, Monday night I we kept, played for a while, and we had we were fine on Monday night, too. I kept trying to get into the game that you guys were in, and it kept telling me, the world is full. You suck. Yeah, we were on Go a full away. map, yeah. You should have messaged me. I would have gotten you back in the squad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was... It didn't matter. They, I couldn't get into a game at all, and no, I just we gave up. No, we would have backed out and got you into the squad, and then we would have joined the game as a squad. Yeah, that's that's no big deal. I, I dropped it, and I... No, it is a big fucking deal, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped it, and I played MLB 11 demo in 3D. Yeah. Ooh. You know what? How is that? The 3D I downloaded it, but I haven't had a chance. Good. No. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. 
That demo is a build from December of 2010. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why they're giving us a build that's that old. I think that that might be the CES demo or a demo that they use for a trade show or something because it's got the 3D and everything in it. I can tell you, matter-of-factly, that the build I played with at San Diego looks way better than that demo. Okay. And that was the code I was playing with at San Diego, and it's gotten better since then. So I, I, I tell you 100%, the game looks better than that demo looks. Because the okay. 3D was really good when I played it. And yeah, this, just the graphics this, in general. This 3D was not so good. I was a little disappointed. No. But if, ooh, trying to get used to the pitching and the hitting and all of that. And, and even the fielding. I didn't expect that. Like I, They hit to my third baseman. And I'm running towards first base, and I'm like, "What? Throw it! Throw! It. How do I throw it?" And then I threw <laughs> it, and it was late, and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said before, I don't think the analog hitting is going to go over very well this year. I honestly don't like it. Uh, I really like the analog pitching, uh, whereas Rock didn't like it at all. And uh, the analog fielding, I think, is awesome, but you have to get used to it. Because even after a couple of hours, when I was playing the game, I was still hitting the the buttons. Because I mean, I've been mm-hmm. playing the game like that for years. Yeah. So it's just good, but the analog fielding is is actually quite good, and even though it's not reflected in the demo, for some stupid ass reason, um, you know you can turn off the computer assistance on your fielder where it sucks you into that vortex when you get close to it. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I love it because it's a little more realistic. But you can't turn it off in the demo. I I, uh, I don't know. I mean, at, at some point, why do you not just why do you just say we're not going to bring a demo out? If it's going to be that bad, because it's it's just going to make people think that the game hasn't really changed that much, and even degraded in a couple of ways. Because really, the scoreboard looks like shit in the demo. Yeah, I yeah. I, well, you I, know, it, what? it is a better game than that demo, though. The one thing that actually kind of surprised me with it was the momentum of players. Right. There was a ball hit somewhere near my second baseman and I ran the wrong way for a second and I tried to immediately turn back and his momentum carried him further along the path I was headed and then he stopped and spun and turned around and started running back and I was like whoa oh that wasn't good yeah (laughs) because I'm used to just turning on a dime and getting right to the ball you can't do that now (laughs) well also the computer doesn't like give you that first step anymore yeah. A lot of people were complaining last year where the computer would actually have you running in the in the right direction right away. And they took that out because a lot of people were complaining. Uh, which I actually really? like. I'm glad they got rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's odd. So. Okay. Yeah, so I played that. It's Yeah, I was a little down on the 3D, but since that's an old build, I feel better now. Um, yeah, it's Well, Ramon got on, uh, I think it was the Operation Sports Forums, and said that the build was from December. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why would wow. you do this? And earlier tonight, I played the Lego Star Wars 3 demo. Yeah, I got to grab that still. How is wow. that? Wow. Wow. So how is it different <laughs> and better than, than Lego Star Wars 1 or 2? Okay. The graphics are a huge step up. Really? The lighting and the textures are gorgeous in this. Really? Absolutely gorgeous. I'm a big fan of Lego Star Wars, uh, Lego Indiana Jones. Didn't really care for the Harry Potter demo. 
So I never got that. I don't know why. It just didn't seem to fit or work for me. But this is really cool because if you watch the Clone Wars cartoon, Mm -hmm. they took stuff right from it. Like the two chapters you get to play are straight out of the early cartoons. Hmm. So it's really, really neat. And like I said, the graphics are a huge, huge upgrade. The lighting, the textures, all of it. Absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And, you know, it's still Lego Star Wars, but the puzzles are a lot trickier. It, It adds in a lot more and you have to bounce back and forth between the characters. Like you're, you're, playing solo but your characters get split up and while you're playing in one area your character is getting attacked in another area the other character okay and you hold down on the triangle and it will switch over to the other character and you continue Hmm. that area so you're going back and forth between the two but the puzzles are are trickier than they've been in any of the earlier games i'd say and a little more, a little more complex, uh, a little more fun, a little more challenging, interesting. So I really like it a lot. Um, I've I've been watching the the cartoon. Actually, I need to catch up on this season, but the the cartoon has been pretty good. So I'm really excited that they they took that and they seem to have done a really good job of it. It's got all the humor as usual. <laughs> at one point, at the end of the one level, one of the two levels you get to play in the demo, you're crashing Grievous's ship into this moon, and <laughs> That's no you moon. see, <laughs> you see all the, all the uh, what were those stupid robots from Naboo, the Trade the Federation's robots, <laughs> robots. <laughs> the, the Trade Roger. Federation's army, those Roger Roger guys, yeah. One of them is running, they're all running through the hangar like, oh crap, we got to get out of here. And one of them is pushing a washing machine, a Lego washing machine. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get it out of there. It's, it's, you know, all the typical trademark Lego humor in it. And it's really cool. So I do like it a lot. I'm actually really excited for this now. Uh, I wasn't sure, you know, I figured "Eh, I'll probably pick it up, but whatever. But now that I played that, I'm very excited for it. Cool. I wonder if it has co-op like that. The Lego Batman had a, did a pretty good job with the co-op aspect Ooh, of it. I hope I it does. Think it would. You would <clears> think that'd it be would. nice. Nice yeah. touch if they do that again. I, I enjoyed the Lego Batman. I didn't. I never played it alone, but when I had a friend over, we played through a lot of it on the 360 just because it's a blast in co-op. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. I also played just before we started because I got... And still this. during when, the recording. Uh, no, this came from Goosex. Goosex. <laughs> oh, boy. <com>. Yeah. <laughs> There's my paycheck. Nice. Um, <laughs> Disruptor on the PS1 from Insomniac Games. Ooh. On purpose? On purpose, and I'm loving it. Really? <laughs> it's Doom. It's a Doom clone, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's neat. I mean, it's... It's their first game. That's why I wanted it. Yeah, it's a neat game. It, 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 it did, I didn't really think it aged well, though. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I'm looking at it as an early PS1 game and as a oh, Doom okay. clone. And, you know, it's got the best full motion video stuff ever. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the acting is not nearly as bad as most of the full motion video back then. 
but <laughs> it it's really neat. I like the concept of it. It's Doom. You know, it's more Doom-type gameplay, so it's fun. Um, I played through roughly the first level or so right before we recorded, and I do like it a lot. Cool. Um, yeah, it didn't age well, of course. It's no. it's an old PS1 game, but, you know, you look at it that with that mindset, the original Doom, compared to that, and it's it's great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Actually, that, <laughs> that reminded me. Did you guys... We were talking through the email about that Kmart deal with Yakuza. Yeah. yeah. You buy Yakuza 4 and you get Yakuza 3 for free. Which is a great deal. That's a great deal if your local Kmart happens to stock both of them at the same time. <laughs> Which <laughs> well, is maybe my they'll only get a concern. Stock of them maybe they have a bunch of them sitting in a warehouse. Uh, and maybe. they're going to stock them. That's my only concern. Uh, I do have Yakuza 3, but that just means I will put one of them right up on Guzax. Bam! <laughs> We're gonna get, the, the market's going to get flooded with Yakuza 3. I know, I'm doing it right now, <laughs> as we speak. you got to finish it first. <laughs> no, um, and the other thing was, the other Kmart-related news. Did you see what they're doing with bloggers and yeah, E3? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that that's nice. awesome. They So, E3 has become a real stickler this year about your website having X number of traffic for you to get X number of people into E3. Yeah, they're being ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't help at all. Well, especially for us. I mean, for a lot of people. Podcasts, we're a podcast mostly. Our podcast numbers are vastly different than our website numbers. Well, that's the thing. We don't host the podcast on our regular PSNation.org. And yeah. our forums are on VGEvo.com. So none of that traffic from either of those two things, which are probably both more than what we get for the website because it's it's a blog. Yeah. Um, the only factored in our traffic to PSNation.org. They didn't even after I sent them the numbers for our podcast downloads, which I mean exponentially are more than we get for the, <laughs> the site. Yeah. They didn't care. They literally sent me back a, a, a form letter, basically saying, "Eh, whatever. It doesn't show up on this. Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so for for people who are stuck and and there's a lot of smaller you know game sites that can't even get one pass to E3 because right. they don't meet the threshold. Well, Kmart is taking I forget how many, 3 or 4 different I think bloggers. Three. I want to say 3. Yeah, they they're having a contest where you write into them and you do this whole thing and what they'll do is they'll take you, you still get to cover E3 for your own site, but you're also going to be covering it for Kmart as well. Right, right. For their blog site. So they're getting you in, they're giving you a stipend, uh, they're paying for your room and everything, and we they're getting entered. you to E3? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, That's what I should. thought. <laughs> Wait, they're going to pay for the room shit I'm entering. <laughs> I was like, wow. I, that's yeah. really, really awesome. Yeah, and you can post on your own site, but you just are giving them permission to duplicate that. Yeah, on their site, so it's yeah. you still get the benefit for your site. That's a wow. That's very yeah, very it's, cool of them. It really is. It's such a great idea, and it's so awesome that they're gonna that they're gonna do that. So so let's get let's get back to the E three thing for a moment. Yeah. Because 
It, it, it really may, it makes me laugh a little bit because for the last probably three or four years, E3 really made a, uh, a push, and you could see a push happening, where they were trying to get as many people in the media in as possible. I mean, they were, they were letting a lot of people in that they normally wouldn't have because they were trying to get interest back after the Santa Monica debacle or the San Diego debacle, whatever, where they had it all split up and you had to go to all these different buildings and everything else. So they wanted to try to build it back up, you know, and, and they, they were letting all these people in. So now all these, all these places are, are used to going and, and you know, they, they pretty much figured that, hey, this year's going to be no different. I mean, we're affected by it because we wanted to take our writers and now we can't. Uh, so obviously we're not as affected as some of the other ones. And, and I don't want to come out here and say, you know, whatever we deserve it or we're not. It, it's kind of the luck of the draw at this point. But the fact that they didn't forewarn anybody, number one is absolute bullshit. Uh, number two, that they made this concerted effort to get all these people in. And now all of a sudden they're cutting everything off for some reason is, is absolute bullshit. But I guarantee you, we're still going to see, Probably 500 GameStop employees walking around that fucking place. Yeah. I guarantee Ugh. it. Because they, last time, all you would ever see is people GameStop, GameStop, GameStop on their goddamn name tags. And these people are the ones that you don't want to go into E3. I'm sorry, but you don't. What are they going to do? They're going to they're gonna tell people, you know, whatever their manager wants to happen in the store for the week. They're not going to tell you what they saw at E3 or whatnot. It's just bragging rights for them. Whereas we go, and, and I mean, Josh and I really struggled to, to cover as many things as we wanted last year. And this year we wanted to take our writers so we could cover even more stuff for you guys. Get, it, get more on the website, get more on the podcast, you know, and, and legitimately cover things. And we're being held back along with a ton of other places. And really the ones that aren't going to get held back are like the IGNs and the GameSpots and everything else because they buy space on the floor. So they can pretty much bring as many people as they want. So yet again, you know, the smaller sites, the smaller enthusiast sites, everything else, are essentially getting fucked over. Even though the last three years, E3 has been more than welcoming. So it'd be nice if they would make up their minds and at least let some people know. Because, you know, you have to make plans for this shit. We were all ready to have all the writers go. We were looking at hotels. We were looking at everything. And then, boom, nothing. And like I said, it's not just us. It's a lot of them. And... and I'm not really bitching just because of us, because we have some very good friends that probably aren't even going to go, and it sucks. So Yeah, Justin wrote up a really nice article, one of our writers, a very nice opinion, opinionated piece about his thoughts on E3, and check it out. Good article and some good discussion after that, but yeah. pretty much touched on what you touched on, Glenn, which is, this basically is, the way it's set up is you're, you're keeping the small guys small. <laughs> and the big guy's big, and it's just not necessarily a good environment for journalism. Well, yeah. I, well, I don't want to yeah. ever be shoved in that side of journalism. <clears throat> it's, it, but yeah, it, it, it's a very well written article, and it, it really, you know, it really bites. For we've seen such a boom in in terms of enthusiast stuff, and and in terms of hobbyists like us, and um, the support that we've gotten over the last, like, it's at least us, the support we've gotten in the last four years. And uh, to see this kind of thing happen, it, it's really counterproductive, I think. I think it, it's, it's really tough to deal with for a lot of the sites because even the smaller ones that are trying to just get started and even the smaller ones that maybe are a really you know niche uh, site where they only cover a certain thing or even a certain game, 
you might not have it, have all those hits, but you're still legitimate in a lot of ways. So I don't know. It just it's it really it's very very frustrating because we had some pretty cool plans with some other sites, and I don't think half the people we know are going to be gone because of this BS. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe those protesters in Madison should head out to where the E3 people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do some good for a change. Yeah, everybody hit up the Kmart blog and try to get try to get in that way. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, I'll get off my soapbox now. Uh, oh, are you done? Is that it? Yeah. Sorry, I'm done. We got sidetracked a little bit. All right, uh, I'm mine. will be quick. Uh, Killzone Three, obviously, been playing the hell out of that. Uh, Rubenstein and I got on Monday night and uh, held her down. Man, we actually kicked some major ass. And yes, Jeff. You got first place, and I got second place in a round. That'll be the last time. Uh, also played some Pixel Junk Shooter 2. Played a bunch of the multiplayer with uh, Zavari and with uh, the guys from over at PSN Stores, Chris. Uh, I don't know if I played Eric. I think I just played Chris and Zavari, actually. The, the multiplayer is a blast, guys. It's really good. Uh, I really need to work on more. It's got unlockables. You basically make credits that you can op- uh, buy more weapons and everything. They're very quick matches, though. It's it's not like you're playing for 20, 30 minutes. It's really well-balanced, very fun. Uh, it's I can't wait to play more. I haven't played the single player yet, so I, I really don't have too much to say about it yet. Also played the Yakuza 4 demo. Yeah, I can't wait till that game comes out. It's going to be really tough to pull away from everything else to play that, but I will. Uh, and then, the surprise of all surprises, I was waiting for Pixel Junk Shooter 2 to download, and I said, oh, maybe I got this Dead Space Extraction for move. Maybe I'll just mess around with that, play that for a little bit. Maybe at least get to the point where the demo ends. And then I ended up finishing the whole game. <laughs> 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 it's like five hours. This is a long game for a rail shooter, and that's what it, you know, it's an on-rail shooter. You, you choose some paths every now and then, but uh, I think it happens before the first Dead Space. You're kind of sh- seeing how Dead Space comes along. It's a great game. It, it's um, 15 bucks on PSN, worth every penny. It comes with Dead Space 2 if you have it. Uh, the move controls are dead on, incredibly accurate. Uh, the shooting's fun. The voice acting is, eh, it's okay. It's not great. But, it, you know, it was a game made for the Wii, but you really can't tell. I mean, the textures aren't, like, PS3 quality, but they're definitely better than, like, an up Wii game. I mean, it... it they obviously put some time into it. Uh, so, yeah, it took like five or six hours to finish it. I just kept going, and I'm like, all right, one more level. Continue again? Wow, all right, one more level. <laughs> when the hell is this going to end? All right, another level. Oh, what the fuck? What? Oh, continue. Oh, I got, well, now i got to finish it. And it just kept going and going and going. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of game there, guys, and you can play a two-player on the same couch. I don't think it's... Does it have online? I can't remember for two-player, but whatever. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's it's really neat. It highly recommended, especially for Move. It's um, really, really well done. So, <laughs> it was just a weird day. Anyway, that, that, that's pretty much it. I uh, and, and an update with cutting the cable. I got rid of cable TV, of course. Using a lot of Hulu, a lot of Netflix. Uh, one really, really, really big disappointment is with hulu uh number one their player needs to work on buffering better number two a lot of the stuff even though i have hulu plus 
a lot of the stuff is not available on the Hulu player on the PS3. You actually have to go to a computer and go to a web browser and pull the shit up there. That sucks. I don't get it. I don't understand why that's that way. I, I just don't get it. So I've uh, been watching a lot of stuff on the, on the web browser, that kind of thing. There's more on Hulu than I thought there was going to be. And now they added the entire Criterion collection. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's, Man. that's worth it right there, just that. Yeah. Night on Earth. Unfortunately, I don't think the Criterion stuff's on the PS3 browser. Oh. <laughs> so uh, I think what I'm probably going to end up doing is either build a little shuttle PC or just get an Apple uh, Mac Mini and throw it on the TV and, and do stuff like for browser-based like that. <clears throat> uh, the other thing I'm thinking about is maybe getting a Roku box, but that's not really going to help my uh, my Hulu needs, so I don't know what I'm going to do yet. But the Roku box is, is looking up. I know a few listeners have kind of tweeted and said they really liked them. And uh, I think I'm going to go down that road. I know Double Arican's talking about it, too. So, But it's been great. I'm telling you, it has not bothered me one bit, except for uh, the guys talking about Tosh.0 today at work, and I hadn't seen it yet because it's not up yet. So, you know, you don't get the stuff day one unless you really uh, focus on trying to find it. But I've had no problem at all not having cable. <laughs> and all that extra money in my wallet is just smiling at me. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, let's take Actually, a break. What? Who? What? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> that reminded me of the curiosity thing, the music unlimited. Mm-hmm. Did you oh, guys yeah. try that at all yet? Mm-mm. No. And uh, and Omni Law is all pissed off at me for not trying it yet, but I just haven't had time. How is it? Uh, I didn't. Well, I watched the video which explained all of it. Yeah. And I was actually kind of impressed with it. Because well, it's using you the can, Sense Me technology from the PSP Go. Or, yeah, PSP. and it's also well. See, I'm also wondering how well it would actually work with my system because it says, "Oh, you can log in on your PC and it'll scan your hard drive and pull all your music, and then your music is available to you anywhere in the cloud. So uh-huh. on your PS3s, on your PC, on your phone, or wherever you know, wherever you can get this app." You can then listen to all your music streaming just like that. That's cool. Oh, wow. And I thought, wow, that's awesome. But then I also thought, but I have like 28,000, 32,000 songs or something ridiculous on my media that's server. That's the thing. That's the thing. I, I'm not real particular about my music, but at the same time, I know what I like. I have yeah. my iPod. I have my, you know, my, my whole folder of music on my server. And it's a lot of stuff. It's not like I have three bands or something. I have a lot of stuff. I don't like radio for that reason. And I don't like, because I had a free year of satellite radio in my truck. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd use it because it was convenient. But once it was done, it was done. I don't want to pay for it again because I have my iPod in my truck. So I, I don't know. I'm a little weird about that one. Yeah, I'm considering. See, the problem is I, I downloaded the app and went into it and it said try it now and i said okay try it now and it says okay sign up for the basic or the premium 399 or 999 i was like what yeah. oh come on can i just like a demo or something or uh, well, you get 30 free days with the premium on right with the premium yeah. yeah i may just sign up for the basic and try it out because i wouldn't even need the premium from what i read or from what i saw on the trailer the explanation the basic seems to do everything I would need. 
So I may just pay the four bucks, try it out for a month, see if it'll actually read my massive music library and whether it's worth it. But it does look nice, and it's got a really nice interface. Yeah, I watched the video too, and I, I thought so as well. I mean, I, I do want to try it. I just haven't had time. And yeah. now with me going to GDC next week, I just don't know if I want to do it next week because I'd lose a week, you know, if I don't well, have connectivity anywhere. Yeah, maybe I'll try it next week since uh, I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, bitch. <laughs> Stay in your hole. Yeah. <laughs> So that's something right, so I would I'll actually see Joel liking, because I know you were talking about that Zoom pass that you had for a while. Yeah, I wouldn't mind checking it out. <clears throat> I just haven't, with GDC coming up and some long hours at work, I haven't had the time this week to check it out yet. Just but I am that definitely... GDC thing home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just anxious to get the hell out of the snow for a few long. days. I'm really Lord. ready to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind winter. I love the changing of the seasons. I think it's beautiful in spring and fall and just that whole that whole changing of seasons. It's, it's, I love Wisconsin for that, but this time of year, but you know, winter is dragging on and on and on and yeah. oh man, I I hate winter this time of year. February and this year is no, no exception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Done. Worst, worst months ever. <laughs> that's kind of why i think mgc is so awesome because it's actually the the end of of winter and more of the beginning of spring and it's warming up yeah kind of, a, kind of kicks it all off get all hammered at karaoke and forget what season it is or what year it is <laughs> forget how to talk uh yeah ah. <laughs> all right well now let's take our freaking break and when we come back uh we'll have a couple of reviews for you some emails and uh, some other fun stuff. Stay tuned. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we're we're all buying guitars. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's a perfect lead in. All right. Well, Joel, you get to talk a lot here, uh, reviewing a game that Josh and I just love so much, playing it on every platform we can, even on a platform that doesn't (laughs) exist yet. But you're going to tell us about Plants vs. Zombies for the PSN. I am. Yes. And obviously, I'm a big fan of the series. I've talked about it in my What Now Playing segment a few times in the past. And uh, so Plants vs. Zombies originally was a a PC title and also on the iPhone and iPod Touch. So uh, definitely kind of geared more towards that platform and specifically the the touch platform because the game was very much designed around being able to touch the screen and set up your, your characters and so on and so forth using that mechanism. 
So I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Plants vs. Zombies is a t- <laughs> tower defense game. <laughs> so basically, the tower defense on the touch platform, you could just, you know, touch anywhere on the screen and put up your towers. So they, when they came over to the console, this was on Xbox Live probably about a year ago, nine months or so ago, uh-huh. and now just, now just made its way over to PlayStation 3. And they've done a nice job taking the, the touch mechanism and putting it on the console. So rather than obviously touching where you're going to put your towers, you use a little cursor and you move around the screen. And actually it works rather seamlessly. So there, there isn't really a, a downgrade from the touch over to the consoles, which I think yeah. is a good thing because I thought it, I thought there might be. The game is priced at fifteen dollars on PSN. No move support. No move support. Oh. Priced at no three D either. You gonna be okay? Oh. Well, <laughs> like these are the boy. types of games that they should throw move support into, especially games that were built for touch originally. True. You know. Good point. I well download the demo. I, I think it would feel kind of weird with with move support in but my if, opinion but if we downloaded the demo we'd have to play plants vs. zombies oh yeah. I, I know you poor people <laughs> hey, who wants to do that well maybe wait to hear my score and then you can decide whether or not you're oh, gonna okay. alright <laughs> so it's 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 fifteen dollars on playstation network which is a little on the pricey side in my opinion considering it's been out for quite a while on other platforms but mm-hmm. Manageable. It's got trophies and it's got you know high def graphics and all that stuff that everybody wants to pay for nowadays. <laughs> this is by it's by Popcap Games, who you may know from many many addictive puzzlers in the past, including titles like Peggle, Zuma, Bejeweled, and others that escape me at the moment. <laughs> I was wondering when you're gonna run out. <laughs> <clears throat> but. In typical fashion, they've they've put together yet another addictive addictive puzzle game, and they're very very good at that. And this is no exception. So it's a tower defense game. Basically, it it takes the tower defense and puts it more into a casual atmosphere. It does so by giving you the the cutesy characters that PopCap is known for. So your your towers basically are plants, plants or fungus or types of plants. So like for example, you have the pea shooter. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> That's and you're wait, you urinate on it? That's right. <laughs> really? No, the towers are different plants, and the enemies <laughs> the enemies are zombies. So basically, you're you're protecting your house. You have uh, either you're on your 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 front yard, your backyard, or on the roof as you progress through the game. And you'll have the the game is situated in horizontal lines. So you have maybe six to eight, rough guess on the screen at a time, and the zombies will literally walk from the right side of the screen to the left side of the screen in a straight path down that vertical line, and you've got to set towers or your defense up on, in those ver- uh, horizontal lines to, to combat the, the zombies as they're trying to walk and hit your house. Hmm. So basically, basically that's it. They're just, you know, one side of the screen to the other, and you need to protect. You do so by putting from planting plants. You get seed packs that you use to plant some plants. Okay. <laughs> And as you uh, make your way through the single-player game, you actually earn different seed packets. And as you are you know, progressing, the game goes from very simple to fairly complex as you get pretty far into the campaign. There are just a ton of different seed packs and all sorts of different zombies that make, that make their way at you. For example, there's the, uh, the standard zombie, which using your, your regular old pea shooter 
will take them out pretty easy. There is the zombie variety that has a traffic cone on their head. So they have a little bit of protection on their noggin. Takes a little bit more to take them down. Hmm. There's the disco zombie. <laughs> with, right. Which will roll out with his uh, 70s afro and will kind of play some disco music. And all of a sudden a bunch of zombies will spawn around the dude dancing. Used to be on the, the prior platforms. That actually was a Michael Jackson zombie. But since Michael has passed, and I suppose good taste prevails, they decided it would might be in bad taste to have a Michael Jackson zombie. Oh, really? In they the, oh, yeah, they, they removed that. that. Well, yeah, they removed that, and it's now a disco zombie instead, which I guess makes sense. Although it, I, I love the Michael Jackson zombie, what they did with that. He would do his thriller maneuver across the board. It's actually really cool. Nice. But took, is, took there that a, out. is there a zombie Flanders? <laughs> Oakley, Oakley. <laughs> Dad, Sadly, you no. You killed the zombie Flanders. He was a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> There's a football player zombie. So close, I guess. <laughs> and basically, there's just all sorts of zombies. You, you you start off simple, but you progress through the campaign. Playing the campaign mode is key to the game. Even though there is a competitive and a cooperative multiplayer aspect. Of the console versions of this game, there wasn't one on the initial iPod version or the iPhone version. Sure. Um, but it's only couch play, so there's no online. And as you progress through the single-player campaign, you'll open up different components that you can use in the, on, or the, the competitive or the cooperative multiplayer. You can't just go straight to that mode. It's actually not even opened. So it forces you, like some other games out there, it forces you to play through the single-player mode in order to open up these other areas to play with co-op or versus or whatever <laughs> uh geez i don't know what i missed tower defense the sun sun is resource in this game so there is resource management as the protector of your house you're using plants as i mentioned and then you basically can get you collect sun as your your money if you will to be able to plant the plants oh, okay. you can also you can plant sunflowers which will produce light and you can use that as your currency as well, in addition to the sun that just pops. Some of the, some of the maps turn into night maps. Then, you obviously, you don't have the sun popping, so you have to kind of manage your resources a little bit differently. But uh, overall, it's a, it's a fantastic game. Very casual approach to tower defense. If you haven't played tower defense before, I think this is a perfect entry point to, to learn kind of more about the series and do so in a, in a way that's not too, over, not too challenging or not too kind of convoluted with different... Uh, towers or different resource gathering right very similar to pixel junk monsters in that respect pixel junk monsters probably a little bit more difficult than this game but also a sort of a casual approach to tower defense this game even as you progress all the way to the end of the single player uh, campaign although challenging is still fairly easy unlike pixel junk monsters which as as you progress in that game holy shit does it get hard Uh, this this is very easy throughout there's on, online leaderboards which are kind of neat it's not just a score it's it's like basically you display your house and you have a garbage can in front of your house with a bunch of, of zombies p- packed in there so the more zombies you kill in the campaign the bigger your garbage pile of zombies in front of your house becomes <laughs> uh, you also have little like signposts and little things that you collect as you make your way through the campaign so when you go and look at the leaderboard you're actually looking at your friends' houses, and and you can tell how far they are in the campaign by the little signage in their yard, basically. So oh. kind of a neat approach to neat approach to the leaderboards. 
Yeah, that's kind of neat. That's about it. You know, I've played this game on, on many a platform, and I'm playing it again on, on PlayStation. <laughs> I think that's, that's an indication that I like the game. Even at $15, I'm comfortable giving this a solid A. Wow, all right. Huh. So it's a good game. There's a demo available, so you can check it out for free. I highly encourage you to do that. If you like the demo, more than likely you're going to love the game because it's, it's more of the same. The, the humor is awesome. I love the pop cap humor that they put in there. You have a, I forget his name, but like your, your neighbor just shows up on occasion and makes these funny little quips. Flinders. <laughs> Flinders. <laughs> Kramer. Kramer. Hey, buddy. The zombies will write you notes. Which is kind of funny as you're progressing through the campaign, you'll get a little piece of mail and it'll say something like, you know, we're coming over for dinner. Please make brains. Nice. Love the zombies. I thought the note would be from Epstein's mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the older people that listen to the show. Maybe that'll be in the DLC. You know, interestingly, there is a, there's a store access point right from the menu of the game. But when you go there, there's no content to download. So oh, obviously they've got... Fucking teases. They've got some plans. I just don't know what, what types of plans they have because this is an all-inclusive package. Everything that comes in this game it was available in the Game of the Year editions on PC or on Xbox, so I don't know what else they can put in here. It's not like they uh, withheld maps, <coughs> Killzone 3, and then put a day-and-date <laughs> map pack up on, X- <laughs> on PlayStation. <laughs> so. Well, see, that comes with the Hellgast edition. The dog helmet, yeah. Yeah. Along with Good the soundtrack, point. which I really want. Yeah. Damn it. Yep. And actually, I uh, just checked out the PlayStation blog share page. Uh-huh. And move support for Plants vs. Zombies is one of the ideas up there, and it has plus 61 score. Wow. With 89 votes. Hmm. PopCap doesn't so, care. PopCap well, doesn't care. They look for the cheapest way to get it over to the system because they know it's going to sell, and PopCap... I'm sorry, but they always overprice their games. They It'll be a buck ninety nine add on with that little storefront. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it if they do add it, it probably would be a, a charged add on. But if it was I good enough, that, that would, would actually be worth it, in my opinion. I mean, like Josh said, that this game screams move support. Yeah, what they do is they put a cursor on the screen. You basically move the cursor around with your controller, and it moves so fast that I never really struggled with it. Oh, okay. So even though, I went from, even though I went from touch, having total control at my fingertips quickly, moving that cursor around never felt like a problem. Hmm. So I, I would see where the move controls would be, would be good and would fit the game, but I don't think that the current controls are a hindrance by any stretch. Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Shafrinsky, you don't know Jack. That's right. I see, see what, what I you did, did there. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So my second review, You Don't Know Jack. It's by THQ or Jellyvision Games. This is a series that is long running from back years ago. We haven't seen an entry in quite a few years, however. No. Nice to, nice to see it come back. It showed up on all, a lot of the consoles. I'm going to be reviewing the PlayStation 3 version, obviously. What? <laughs> I don't believe there's a PSP version, but no. I do believe it did, did come out on Xbox uh, 360 and Wii, yeah. I think. I know it but anyway, 360. Yeah, that for sure. So you don't know Jack, THQ, Jellyvision, it's $40, so a little cheaper price of entry. And it's your it's a trivia game. So there are plenty of, there's a couple of trivia games out on PlayStation right now and I mentioned them earlier, uh, Buzz and I played Seen It a little bit. 
you know, and what you don't know, Jack does better than both of those games, in my opinion. And and Buzz does a pretty a pretty decent job of this. Is it makes it feel not like a video game trivia game, but more like a board game trivia game. Yeah. And you don't you don't know Jack does that very very well, and it, it's the one thing I mm. noticed when I was playing it. It's a great party game. So I've I've played it both single player, which is actually quite a lot of fun. You can take it online and play with other others online if you'd like. Or if, if you're lucky enough and you get some people over and you want to do a party, we did it at uh, Scott's Welcome to the Goo live show. We played it a little bit, played some four-player. Yeah. And I played some, some four-player with a couple friends of mine over the weekend, and it's an absolute blast as a party game. Yeah. You know, and the nice thing about it, and when it first came out, I was disappointed to hear it didn't have buzz controller support because part of what makes buzz so cool as far as those controllers are concerned is you can sit sit your mom, you sit your neighbor, you sit you know, you sit your younger kids down or whatever on the couch. They'll figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. just hit the color that corresponds to the answer and yeah. you're you're in. Putting a PlayStation controller in their hand and, and expecting them to play along. I'm sorry, I was a little bit nervous about that. But you don't know Jack handles that really really well. And what they do is they just use the the face buttons. So triangle, square, x and circle correspond to the multiple choice answers on the screen and do so in the same quadrants as of where they're situated on the controller right so triangle is your upper answer so on and so forth x being the lower answer so even putting a controller in someone who is completely you know nervous when holding a, a, a video game controller in their hands like older people or like <laughs> it our parents burns. <laughs> I need my pills Believe it or not, they were able to make it work. You know, I'm sure they'd have to look down at their controller, which one's the triangle, and hit that. You know, more so than maybe people like us who play all the time. But they were able to do so easily, and it, it didn't break the game. So missing buzz controllers, not an issue, thanks to how well they, they pulled off the interface. Um, if you haven't played, you don't know Jack before, the highlight, in my opinion, is the humor. Yes. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. The narrator, Cookie Masterson, <laughs> I mean... He, I just laughing the entire time I'm playing the game. He is hilarious. He's got these sarcastic quips that he's he's throwing in there. If you get a wrong answer, he'll oftentimes make fun of you, like, "Oh, you idiot, that's not." <laughs> you know, he'll he'll it's just the sarcasm he throws in. There's a ton of sexual innuendo both in his sarcasm quips and just throughout the game. So it's definitely not a game that you're going to want to play in front of the kids. Um <laughs> You know, it's a little bit more hidden, though, you know, compare it to maybe something like The Simpsons, where it, it's written intelligently enough that if you don't catch the, catch the, uh, the reference, oh. you probably will have no idea what the hell it means. Like a lemon party? I was <laughs> shocked that they threw that one in there. <laughs> that just popped up a couple of weeks ago on The Simpsons. I flipped out. I was like, no, they did not just do that. <laughs> nice. I just grabbed the game box here. It's it's got a teen rating on it, so I think they they tuck it in there fairly well. But for for us older folk, it's got some funny sexual innuendo throughout. And as you know, us, I think we we sort of like that thing over here. If you Indeed. haven't noticed, <laughs> uh, the questions are hilarious. And I actually wrote one of the questions down because I don't know how to explain it other than just to read an example. So, like I mentioned, it's very humorous. Uh, the questions can be fairly difficult, but even the easy questions can be hard just by the way they're written. So, for example, this is one of the questions. This is taken straight from the game. The The, uh, the title of this question is called Menage a, tw- a Tub instead of Menage a Trois. <laughs> the question is, suppose three men in a tub are floating along in the ocean when they hit a giant iceberg. If their survival rate is the same as the people on the Titanic, who will survive? 
the butcher, the butcher and the baker, the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, or they will all die. <laughs> so, you know, obviously wow. the question is, what's the survival rate on the Titanic? But they frame it in a way that's humorous and just it makes you think a little bit more. Right. So even some of the questions, even even like I said, even if they're easy, sometimes you have to interpret the humor in the question to be able to even understand how to answer it. Another example, and this is uh, basically the game is separated into, into episodes, they call it. There's 70 episodes on the disc. What that means, basically, is when you first fire up the game and you play uh, a round, you're playing episode one. And every time you fire the game up after that, you just make your way up the list through the different episodes. What they're doing there is they're giving you fresh content every time. Yeah. There's, not, there's not random questions that there's this huge database and it just goes and picks them from. You're playing each episode, starting from episode one all the way up. And because they did that, you never get a question you've had before until you exhaust all 70 episodes. From what I understand, there's about 15 hours of gameplay in those 70 episodes. So it's probably going to take you a long time to get through that. And there's already content packs available on the PlayStation Network. Ten more episodes for $5. So even if you get past the 70 and you crave more, you can download more at an additional cost. And it's a game um, that already costs 40 bucks anyway, so you're not even up to the 60 bucks that a normal game is. Yeah, not too bad of a deal considering the entry price. I was at first concerned about the 70 episodes. My thought was, you're locked into the same questions. Question 1 through 10. Every episode has 10, 10 questions and one bonus round. As you play your way through, you're going to see those same questions every time. The nice thing is, the game is smart enough to know you've played that episode... And it puts you to the next one. Yeah. So you never, really go, you never really go backwards. But my concern was, what happens when you get through all 70? You know, you're going to sit down, you're going to want to play more, you're going to sit down at episode one. It's the same exact episode one that you played when you first started the game. Right. So if you remember some of the answers, you're at an advantage. That's where I think the online is going to be a little faulty, potentially. So for those folks that want to just master the game or have a pretty quick Google finger, they're probably they're going to be able to figure out what episode they're in quickly grab the answers to that and sort of be able to cheat their way through. But what's That's the point the, of doing that, really? I mean, it's not like you're playing for money. Trophies! Exactly. <laughs> Epeen. <laughs> so in, in my opinion, it, in my opinion, the, the 70 episodes is a positive because of the fresh presentation every time. You never get a question repeating until you exhaust all 70 of those. I like that, but I am a little concerned that for those people that are penis freaks they're gonna just have their google finger google fingers ready and just be able to once they can ascertain what episode they're in they're gonna know the next questions before you even get there and have the answers so a little little bit concerning but playing more as a party game eh, who cares it's it's an absolute blast as a party game exactly we had a great time with it especially uh everybody beating cracker jack (laughs) just saying that seems to be seems to be the motif for cracker jack yeah no 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 he, that's he's there for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> As you're playing, every question is multiple choice. I mentioned that earlier. They relate to the the buttons on the controller. What's nice is even if you're playing one or four players, everybody has a chance to answer every question. So basically, the questions presented, it throws the answers up on the screen into multiple choice, and then everybody has the opportunity to answer. The sooner you answer, the more points you earn for a correct answer. The later you answer the less points you get. Right. If you answer the wrong answer too quickly, 
you lose more points. So if you don't know the answer, it's actually better to not answer at all or to wait and guess at the last possible second because your your punishment or your losing points will be less because you lose points for wrong answers and you gain points for right answers. Right. So if you're if you're quick on the trigger, you're going to answer and you don't know the answer, it might not be a good strategy, you might want to hold off a little bit. So kind of neat how they have that set up. Basically, if, you're, if you know the answer and you know it quicker than the next guy, you actually get more points for having the same exact answer. So there is a dis or dat category, which basically stands for this or that, and it's just a different type of question that they, they pose through, through an episode. Sure. And different than the other questions, this isn't a multiple choice. It picks on one person. So it, I, I believe it usually identifies the person with the lowest point value at that moment, and it gives them the choice of answering two different choices. Basically, it's... You have one choice with your square button and one choice with your circle button. They give you the answer, and you have to say whether it's either or. So, for example, a brand of salad dressing or a Nevada brothel. Which is it? <laughs> what are we the answers... <laughs> we had Britney Spears songs or... The fuck was that one? Something to do with the Pope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pope names or Britney Spears songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah it takes the it takes like the most obscure shit combines them and then throws answers on the screen and you have to get, guess which it is so for my my example brand of salad dressing or a nevada brothel hidden valley ranch <laughs> well the cherry valley ranch the, is, is a salad dressing because it's the bunny ranch for the brothel that's right the cherry patch ranch that's a brothel marie's creamy ranch that's a salad dressing. <laughs> so th- that's just that's an example. A paddling. <laughs> that, that's a paddling. And during the dis or that, that's paddling. If the uh, <laughs> if the person gets the answer wrong, the other players have the opportunity to steal some of the points. Yeah. You so can hit as the they're once. yes. So as they're choosing dis or that, if they get it wrong and you answer before they do and have the right answer then you have an opportunity to steal or share some of the points. If more than one person steals, you share the points that you steal. So I really love that dis or dat category, because every time it's just the shit they come up with. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, There's this a, stuff's brilliant. And that's pretty much it. You know, it's basically it's a great party game. Like I said earlier, it feels like you're playing a board game more so than it does a video game trivia. I got, I got to give them a lot of credit for that. You can sit down people that don't play video games like you would a board game, and they, they feel right at home. They can join in on the fun. It's, it's just an amazing party game. Yeah, definitely. So it always I, was, and they brought the magic back. That's, that's basically it. You know, They brought the same game back, essentially, with online play now, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and the online works pretty well. So you can play on the couch, or you can play online. I've mainly only played on the couch, but I've tried online and it, it works. So there you have it. Cool. Last piece of the game, there's uh, what's called screw your neighbor. So every in every that's round, what about. that's right. Yeah, if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't know how to screw my neighbor. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> so every player in the multiplayer, you don't get it in the single player, but in the multiplayer rounds, you get one screw per round, and basically you save that, and you can. Use it on your opponent, and then they have to answer whatever question's up on the screen. So a question's posed, it's multiple choice, you know it or you don't know it, you can say, I want to screw Glenn, he's got to answer this now, put the screw over his character, and if he gets it wrong, 
he loses a lot more points than usual. Or if he gets it right, you use a, lose a lot more points, yeah. or you lose points just for trying to screw him. So kind of a, a defensive mechanism like I wish I had with Josh's gl- Just Cause 2 playing. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start mailing him screws. Jealous much? <laughs> so I gave the game a B. A very solid B. It's uh, probably one of the best video game trivia games I've played. Uh, it's very cheaply priced, but th- there is a ceiling on it as far as the number of episodes that you have, and then you have to purchase more. Sure. So, But great game. Highly recommended. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the series, so very happy to see that make a comeback. And such a good comeback. Definitely. All right. Emails. Well, let's get this. Uh, we got one voicemail. Let's get this out of the way quick. Um, and he's asking about the PSP phone, the Xperia Play. Okay. Now, let's try that again. My name is Cyber23Tiger. Um, I was just watching the... Um, Mobile World Network or whatever that thing is. And um, I heard, uh, I seen about the PSP phone, which I've been waiting for for ever since the PSP Go came out because I thought that was the phone. Um, but uh, to find out, to sit there and find out that uh, it's exclusively to Verizon, uh, that was like a big blow to me. And I, 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 um, but I want to know, uh, how about um, what do y'all think about um, what if uh, um, like they go to one particular uh, cell phone company? Would that change your opinion or would that change your mind of uh, would you change uh, your cell provider just to be with uh, uh, with Sony? Uh, like to have your opinion on that. Bye. Like the show. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, you know, Verizon's the only carrier they've announced so far, apparently, which I didn't even realize that was the one. But you know, do you want the Xperia Play, you know, the 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 Sony cell phone, enough to switch over to Verizon if you don't have it already? Not yet. <laughs> yeah. I I'm going to take a wait and see approach. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to change cell phone carriers or cell phone devices until there's enough content there to warrant me moving over. And plus, yeah. I want similar applications available to me there. And there's just so many questions to be answered well, yet. It's an Android I... phone, though. I mean, it, it's a standard Android phone, but instead of having a slide-out keyboard like mine does, it's got a slide-out you know, gaming console control system. That's the biggest difference. So for That's you, already having a droid, it's a no-brainer, potentially. Well, I wouldn't say... Well, I, here's what I really wish, and actually there is an answer for me on my, on my uh, phone, but I love the fact that it has, like, the PSP controls, you know, sitting there on, in the slide-out, but at the same time, I have an Android device that I can play a lot of this stuff on already, and also... The NGP's coming, and all the stuff that's made for PlayStation Suite will work on the NGP. Yeah. So why would I go and get rid of, you know, I just got this phone back in December. I've got a two-year contract on it, like everybody always has. you got to break the contract, pay the extra money there. You, just to get this phone, that all those games work on the NGP with real gaming controls on it, and probably better gaming controls than you have on the Xperia Play, because I have heard some people kind of complain about the the touchpad joypads on there. 
you know, the analog stick uh, replacements they put on. So, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, it's obviously more convenient to take that little phone with you instead of an NGP or even a PSP. But is it worth it to switch a, to a different phone to a different provider? Personally, no. I think it's neat, but I don't need one. Yeah, I really wanted years ago. I've I've been trying to consolidate all my stuff into one device. I mean, I've had a Palm Pilot since it had one meg of memory in the damn thing. <laughs> one meg. Yeah. <laughs> and I've the the ultimate thing for me was like a a PlayStation phone that did music and PlayStation games and phone and everything, but this isn't quite it. You know, because this doesn't seem to be able to do everything that I want it to do gaming-wise, and it doesn't really have the controls that especially this NGP will have. So, yeah, not so much. That's the biggest thing is that the NGP actually will play all the stuff that's coming out for for the Xperia Play because of the PlayStation Suite. Uh, The other thing is, you know, at least with me and and a few other Android users... um, uh, there's some enterprising people out there. I can't remember the name of it right off where I'd talk about it, but <clears throat> these people actually make this little slide-on controller for, like, my phone because I have a slide-out keyboard. And basically it just pushes down on the actual keys on the keyboard, but it looks like a SNES controller, essentially. And apparently it works really well, and they're making a Bluetooth version now. They just need some funding uh, to work with, you know, devices that don't have the keyboard. But, <clears throat> um, you know, if if... I'd like to have the device if they bring it out unlocked and, you know, kind of carrier agnostic, but let's be let's be frank, that ain't going to happen in this country. Uh, I think the Xperia Play is a neat idea, but I think it's also really focused at Japan. And that's basically it. I think it'll do marginally here. But with NGP coming, I just, I don't see the point. Yeah. Except for the, you know, convenience of having one device. Well, the Verizon's not bad. I had Verizon for a while, and I liked them. So at least you got that going for you. Except up here where I live, there is no Verizon anymore. They actually moved out of this area, and now it's Element Mobile, and oh, my God, what a shitstorm is going on here. (laughs) That sounds like a shitstorm, just its name. Element Mobile. People up here are – just think of how people are so pissed up here because, number one, AT&T doesn't work here at all. I I proved that with my iPhone. Number two – iPhone 4 goes to Verizon, and a month before they make the announcement, Verizon leaves the area and goes to Element Mobile. So all those people can't even get an iPhone 4 up here. Yeah. (laughs) It's a shit storm. There are lines (laughs) out the... Every time I drive by the store, there's a line out the door because people are having so many problems with their phones. Oh, no. Yeah. Pretty funny (laughs) stuff. cool. All right. Well, that actually leads right into the first email uh, from Leo. It says... Well, I guess I'll well, I'll read the whole thing. <laughs> I was just going to skip the beginning part, but I'll read it. Dear PS Nation, got to admit, you're the first podcast I've ever listened to, so I tried joystick and a gadget, but there wasn't any cool... But theirs wasn't as cool and entertainment as y'all's. So I only follow joystick. y'alls. <laughs> <laughs> One question. Do you think the NGP will have apps like iPhone? If so, what are you looking for most from NGP besides playing games? I think it'll have a few, but I don't think they'll stray too much from the gaming platform on it like they do with the PS3. I don't don't think it's... 
they've been really kind of quiet on the media front with uh, NGP for some reason. It would be nice for things like Skype and to have used the camera for video calls. Yeah. It would be nice to have something like Netflix built into it. You would think it's going to do video calls because it's got two cameras. Yeah. I mean, you would just assume it's either going to have some kind of video chat like with PSN or something. or It's got to. I just don't under- I wouldn't understand why they would put two cameras on it if it doesn't. See, I think I would really like to see matching up with the apps that are on the PS3, like the MLB app, the NHL app, yeah, Netflix, Hulu Plus, all that stuff. Oh, if I can awesome. get it on my PS3 and watch it, I want it on my NGP. Oh my god, that's would a, that be awesome? Yeah, that's a good call. I would love that. Man, that would be now you get me dreaming here. Oh, <laughs> oh we should go to PlayStation Blog, share, and uh, yeah. add those in. Well, but I think a lot of this stuff hasn't been announced yet, obviously. And, and I think it's because they really don't know what they're going to have on it yet. Um, yeah. I Honestly, I don't think I want that many apps on it. I want that to be a gaming platform and maybe some media stuff. I don't want it, I don't want it to do what my, my Android does. I don't, you know, I don't want TMZ on there. I don't want... Coupon app. I I don't want all that crap on my gaming platform. That's just me, though. Yeah, same here. It's a gaming platform that I will use for media and gaming. I have a phone. I have an iPhone. You know, like it, until we get that ultimate device that Josh is hoping for, it's it's they're going to be separate devices for me. I think Josh should I ta- make that ultimate device. I talk about iPhone gaming, <sighs> but oh, I, I don't. I don't really do a lot of iPhone gaming. I mean, just once in a while. Just because it's there, and I have my phone in my pocket, and yeah. my PSP is not handy, but that's about it. Yeah, Ga- I, games. Yeah. Touchscreen gaming is so limited to me. I just uh, just does nothing for me. All yeah, right, I uh, don't do it at all. Who's who wants number two? Me or you, Joel? I can take it. All right. Hey guys, Oliver, aka Zenzuke, on PSN. Oh, Zenzuke. I have been listening since episode one. Wow. Deserves like a round of applause for that. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) And have finally thought of a question to ask. Could you recommend any PSP games that are like Oblivion? Oh, jeez. Keep up the completely off-topic tangents and hilarious drunkenness. Oliver, P.S. Do you know if if it's possible to get MLB 11 here in Ireland? Get to import it. They won't sell it in Europe anymore because they just didn't sell through enough. Uh, but you can import it, definitely. Um, PSP games like Oblivion wasn't... Man. There's not too many games like that on the PSP. You're not going to see something first person. I mean, if you're talking about Oblivion in terms of you know, the RPG elements and the open world stuff, I guess maybe Fantasy Star Online 2 and... Why do the people ask us RPG questions? They should know better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because they know we'll sit here and go, oh. Yeah. Mm. The Fantasy Star Portable games might be the closest thing you'll get. You could always get East, really... East 1 and 2 Chronicles, but that's nothing like it. Yeah. It's nothing like that, but it's still a good game. Yeah, and um, Oblivion has that, has that single player or that story element, which yeah is kind of nowhere in and fantasy star i mean it kind of has a story uh, there's yeah. just not enough room i don't think enough and a file to, <laughs> yeah, that's to a really, do that'd be an ambitious game to do on a portable like that maybe on ngp because they showed some cool stuff with that unreal engine 
Oh, you know what? No, I've got the game. Uh-oh. I've got the perfect game. Uh-oh. Crush? Gravity Crash Portable. Very good point. Very good point. Yes. <laughs> That's just like Oblivion. Pixel Junk Monsters 2 Portable. Or Pixel Junk Monsters Portable. There you go. If you squint, it's just like Oblivion. <laughs> squint. <laughs> why, why do you ask us these things? You've listened since since uh, episode one, and you're asking us this stuff when Mark's not here? Hey, how about fire up your PS3 and throw in Fallout? There you go. Well, maybe it doesn't like bugs. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I, I don't think there is a game quite like that on the on the PSP. Well, it really depends on what he's looking for and, you know, what what aspect of that game are you looking for in a portable? You know what I mean? I mean, from a first-person point of view, you're not going to find something on the PSP. But if you're talking more of the kind of quests and and the open-world environment, that kind of thing, that might be something completely different. But, again, why the fuck would we know? <laughs> yeah, if anybody has any ideas and wants to help our friend Oliver out... We always post the show on VGEvo.com yeah. and the, the PS Nation forums. There's always a thread with every episode. If you guys could come visit that thread and leave a comment with your ideas, we would certainly appreciate it because uh, I, mean, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe I'll ask Mark this week when, I'm, when I see him. <laughs> yeah, and Mark will be like, this and this and this and this. <laughs> Why don't you know you about this? God, you suck. <clears throat> anyway. All right. Uh, this one's from Terry or Turi. Says, uh, "Let's see here." He says, "Trophies, yo." Uh, sorry, I had to get that out of my system. Hey guys, uh, this is Turi Six here, and I have a question about pre-order content. Oh, this again. I have the Hellgast edition for Kill- Killzone Three, and got some extras such as double XP. When I told my cousin who got the game but didn't get the super voucher, he called me a cheater. Even though it's only one day, my question is, is it cheating to get these downloads and rip people apart, or is it fine since it's only one day? Thanks, Drunk Josh, on a stick, yo. Hey, 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 I like that. I have to do that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, it's totally not cheating, and it's totally cool, because I couldn't get on the damn game at all <laughs> online, <laughs> so it didn't matter anyway. Well, and also, you're paying $70 more for that Hellgast edition, uh, for 24, I mean, as a little bonus to get 24 hours of double XP or whatever, I think is a small price. I mean, it, honestly, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. You might get pissed the first week, but trust me, after this first week, everything's going to level out and you'll be fine. So tell your cousin to suck it. Yeah, and that's, and that's what cousins, <laughs> that's what cousins do. They call you cheaters. That's yeah. how it works. It's in the cousin rule book, dude. Tell him instead of calling you a cheater, maybe he could actually get some skills and actually hold his own in the game instead of being a little <laughs> bitch and bitching about it to everyone. <laughs> You're cheating. Eh. Shut up, bitch. Eat my shotgun. <laughs> uh, so one that, one, that, uh, one that Josh missed, and I, I really wanted to read this this week. Uh, so I, I grabbed it right here. This is from Ski Doo Doo. And I don't, I'm going to meander around this one, too, because I'm trying to think of stuff right now. But uh, this is from Ski Swope. He says, I'm sure I speak for many listeners when I say how much I appreciate the way you expose us to some great com- comedians at the end of every podcast. I'm driving to PAX East next month with some friends, and we have a long car ride ahead of us. Just wondering if you were to give a quick top five list, which stand-up routines would you most recommend for a car full of 30-something dudes on a road trip? Man, that just sounds smelly, doesn't it? 
30-some uh, dudes on a road trip? No, 30-something oh. dudes. <laughs> Did I say 30-some? No. Oh. I'm just being a jerk again. Yeah, well, that's expected. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys, can you guys think of any, like, comedians that you just, it's must-have comedy albums or anything like that? Yes. Bill Hicks. I love the man. Oh, my God, er- yes. Everything by Bill Hicks, especially for the 30-year-old crowd. Uh, unfortunately, he's been deceased for about 15 years, so his, con- yeah. his some of his content's a little dated. But if you're if you're older, it's it's oh he is awesome. Yeah, hey, there's he's... this new thing called the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the bulletin board service the other night trying to pick up chicks. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean Bill Hicks. Except there's one album of his that really kind of sucks. I think it's like Arizona Bay or something. They put all these weird musical transitions and everything. It's just weird. Oh yeah, yeah. He's little yeah, guitar Arizona interludes. Bay. I mean, there's some good stuff on there, but the, it's weird. Uh, I would say yeah, it's still a good up, album. Yeah, pick up the uh, the Flying Saucer tour and Salvation One and Two. They're a- excellent albums. Oh man, let me let me look through. I've got like a hundred and some comedy albums. Um, I would say Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Uh, which one is that? Uh, he, one of his later ones is just freaking awesome. Yeah. His latest one though, where he did it in three countries, his video, the video one, uh, it was good, but the editing sucked. Um, Pat Oswalt Werewolves and Wally Pops is by far one of the best comedy albums you can get. Uh, it it'll kill you. Uh, Dana Gould, uh, his Funhouse album and actually his new one is excellent. Let me put my thoughts in you. Uh, Dana Gould's always funny. He was head writer for Simpsons for a few for years and uh, has always been one of my favorites. Um, David Tell, of course, my God, David Tell, Shanks for the memories. It's hilarity all the way through. I'm going to give him way more than five, but there's so many good albums. Um, I'm a big fan of Eugene Merman. He's a little different, but the guy is absolutely hilarious. Uh, Greg Giraldo, his album, uh, Good Day to Cross, A Border, I think it's called. Uh, He's the one that just recently passed away, but fucking hilarious. Um, Joe Rogan's album's really good. His Shiny Happy Jihad. Uh, John Panette's always funny. John Heffron's always good. If you're actually for thirty something guys, John Heffron is great because he does stuff kind of at that age level, or he kind of aims it at that age level. So John Heffron's always good. I'm just going down my list. George Carlin. Oh fucking Carlin, yeah. Nick DiPaolo, Nick Swardson. My God, if you ever saw Grandma's Boy, uh, or Reno 911, he was in a bunch of other movies. But Nick Swardson's albums are freaking awesome. Um, I want to make sure that Werewolves and Lollipops is with the... Uh, I just want to look down the list here. Yeah. Physics for Poets. It's <laughs> one of the best ever. Yeah, Werewolves and, and Lollipops and also Patton Oswalt feeling kind of Patton is a classic. It's just great. Paul F. Tompkins, Robert Kelly. Uh, Robert Kelly, I've played a few of his stuff. Uh, another one that just recently uh, deceased, and I've played a lot of his stuff, and there's a ton of albums. Robert Schimmel. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of just the perennial awesome, dirty comics. Just, I, I've I've choked laughing at his stuff numerous times. Uh, also, Richard Jenny, who died a few years ago, and I'll never forget, uh, my buddy Adam and I were at CES in Chicago, and we were staying at a hotel way out by the Rosemont, <clears throat> and uh, Richard Jenny's special was on HBO, one of his specials. I think it was like his second one where he had the blue jacket on. We were laughing so hard 
that we got three calls from the front desk complaining about the noise. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> We're getting complaints about the noise. We're just watching HBO, dude. Uh, Ron White's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I mean, there's tons, but uh, yeah, that'll give you some good ideas. But um, yeah, I, I, I keep adding to my collection every week. Uh, Amazon MP3 downloads, my God. I just, I got to stay away from that site because every time I go, I find something I want. Kathleen Madigan and Lewis Black, my God. Tons, tons, tons. Anyway. So we were going to talk about one thing, but let's hold off for a couple of weeks because we had so much this week. I already had my soapbox moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, next week, obviously, Joel and I are going to be at GDC, just driving that home again. And um, we're trying to plan yeah, on... <laughs> we're, we don't know what we're going to do for the podcast yet. Obviously, we'd love to record a show out there and release it while we're out there. Uh, but quite honestly, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't have a lot of plans, and we don't really know the logistics because neither of Joel or I have been to GDC before. <clears throat> so um, the show will be up by Saturday at the very lead- latest because uh, I'll edit it on the plane and put it up when I get back. But um, we're going to get some interviews. We're going to be talking to somebody for Pixel Junk Sh- Shooter 2. I believe we're going to try to talk to Ramon for MLB 11, the show. Uh, we don't really know what else we're going to be able to talk about for the stuff that we have scheduled to see, and we don't really know what's going to be going on when we're out there. So it's going to be a surprise to everyone. Uh, so we don't know. We're going to try to hook up with Josh if we can get internet connectivity somewhere, um, or we're just going to put Josh's picture on the podcast, and I don't know. So <laughs> uh, well, the last so. E- last emailer had the drunken Josh on a stick. Eh, I have all those pictures still, I think. Josh, you got any drunken face shots we can borrow for a little bit? Oh, I think I've got a couple. (laughs) I know we have one. Me? (laughs) Drunk? Never. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, so uh, next week is kind of up in the air, folks. Uh, We apologize that we won't probably stick to our normal schedule, but honestly, just don't know. And uh, it's it's, uh, so amped, or of course amped from the tester. Uh, it's her birthday next Thursday, so we're going to get her drunk. I think we're going to give her three shots. So. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Two and a half. She says she's a cheap drunk, so we're going to find out. <laughs> oh, she is. Guckenheimer it is at yeah. E3. Yeah, I remember the party. She doesn't remember it, I'm You're sure. Not, but... Exactly. You're not going to remember me taking this picture with you. Oh, sure, sure I will. Hey, we're the- <laughs> <You did> what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh we're we're kind of we're we're all playing next week by ear and and uh we'll get you a show one way or the other so we will not miss a week it will not happen all right well let's get the, through the normal stuff really quick and then we'll uh have our parting thoughts kind of like jerry springer uh a lot of different ways you can get a hold of us uh of course you can email us anytime day or night 24 hours a day seven days a week and you can do that at podcast at psnation.org you can also go over to psnation.org, hit the right side of the screen, hit the Contact Us button, and you can send us an email that way. It's a little form you can fill out. You can also hit the Call Me button, and you can put your phone number in there. It'll call you. You can leave us a voicemail that way. Or you can call our regular voicemail line, which is 715-502-9773. Standard long-distance rates apply. Or you can call us on Skype with WDT-Torgo. Don't forget to head over to Facebook if you're on the Facebooks. Type in PS Nation in the search and join our group, our, our lovely little group over there. 
Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. All three of us have accounts. Well, everybody has access to the main one. Nobody ever uses it, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hijack it on occasion, and yeah, every time I do, you're like, what the hell's going on over here? Mark did, too, <laughs> after he quit, so I, I bitch-slapped him. Uh, so you can find Josh um, over at PJF, as in Frank Josh, PJF Josh. You can find Joel over at 5SpotJoel, and of course the main account at PS3Nation. You can also find our forums and our brothers and sisters. Wait, it's just brothers, I think. Well, there's a few sisters. And our podcast network over at VGEVO.com. You can check out our forums over there, all the other podcasts. Uh, and, of course, you can find us on FuriousGamer.com. If you want to stream any of the shows, not just ours, but a bunch of other gaming podcasts, you can head over to that website, check all that stuff out. Or if you have an iPhone, iPod Touch, or an iPad, for 99 cents on the App Store, you can grab that app and stream those shows from pretty much anywhere you can get connectivity. Or, if you have a BlackBerry, Android, Palm, or even an iPhone, blah, 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 you can grab for free Stitcher.com. <laughs> nice. Grab Stitcher. You mean the phone that works? Yeah. The phone that I'm getting phone calls on right go now? Right. Yourself. Okay, thanks. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> two iPhones die on me, so don't even go there, bitch. Just remember that. Hey, at least when my phone works, I actually get connectivity and I actually get a signal. That's because you live cha, in the middle cha. of nowhere. Uh, I get 3G no here. I don't here. know what you're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, if if, if you want to, if you have 3G or even a slower connection, <laughs> and by 3G, Stitcher. he's got three Packers helmets lined up next to each other. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, about, it's about Marshfield 3G. Last I checked. <laughs> you go over to the App Store of whatever device you have, and you can look for Stitcher. And you can find our show and a bunch of other shows, not just video game, but all different types of shows over there, including all the Kevin Smith uh, Network podcasts, which, uh, man, they're just growing like crazy. I think they need a good video game podcast. Maybe, you know, they talk a lot about PS3, maybe stuff like that, maybe some other stuff, but I think the Kevin Smith Network needs somebody like that. I wonder who we know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway. I should talk to those guys. You should. You (laughs) should definitely do that. Maybe when, Maybe when I go see Red State next weekend. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so is that the show title for this week? Go, go fuck, fuck yourself? yourself? <laughs> Episode 204? <laughs> Come on. No, we're not doing that again. I think the Cylon I, tits thing was a little uh, kind of at the edge. Uh, yeah. yeah. We'll see anyway. what happens when you leave Josh and I in charge. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cylon tits it is. Actually, that, oh, that was Mark. <laughs> Mark jumped on that one. Yeah, He's like, Mark's I'm not there. I don't care. We gave him all the <laughs> options. That, that's the problem. We let Mark make a decision. Look what happens. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so uh, also I, I want to make sure I, I comment on this. Uh, Game Crashers had me on their uh, stage select show, which basically they ask everyone for just random questions in the forums, and you just rapid fire answer them. So we had a really good time. Uh, Zavari, the attention horror that he is, was on there as well, and uh, all the Game Crashers guys. So head over to GameCrashers.net. It just came out not too long ago, and uh, we had quite a good time over there. And it's a much shorter show than this one. So taking bite-sized chunks there. Uh, but thanks to those guys. Uh, always love to, to join them as well. we got to get them over here sometime. We would Honestly, if they do. invited us. Oh, well, they the just invite is you, like though. Twenty so. of them. I mean, every also the, the Skype thing opens. Like, how many fucking people you need on this call? Anyway, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> don't forget our merch. Also, we got those cool shirts. Oh, I forgot to buy a hoodie. I gotta. I'm gonna do that tonight. Uh, head over to zazzle.com/psnation 
and check out all our stuff. We got some t-shirts over there. Somebody just sent us a picture. You didn't grab that, Josh. What? Somebody we got the picture? picture uh, the picture uh, we've been waiting for? Yeah, the I picture of that. him wearing the Trophies Yo shirt, and he has it on in a home. Oh, Tell him I, didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, somebody sent it to us. Ah, oh, we gotta, we've definitely got to call him out next time. I didn't see that. Oh, you suck. Star it. Yeah, I'll have to find it. Serious. Yeah, somebody sent it to us where he was. He bought the Trophies Yo shirt from our from from Zazzle.com slash PS Nation, and he actually is standing in front of his TV screen, um, showing his character in home with the Trophies Yo shirt on. So it was like this paradox. It was really weird. Oh, like hold gonna open up. I he I don't see that anywhere. And he is going to win a prize because we said initially we don't know what we're going to give away, but we're given something. Yeah, and he is. That's a prize. If I got to go out and buy him a twenty dollars card myself, he's winning. It. That is awesome. Or maybe he <laughs> tweeted it to us or something. No, he had to tweet it because I'm looking through anything with attachments and it's not there at all. There's nothing. Blah blah blah. Well, we'll find. Hey, it dude, out. send it. Send it to us via email, mystery yeah. man. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm getting crap here for something I didn't do. Well, that I would have done if it had been there. I still, think, it it's, I still there. think it's your fault. <laughs> I'm still going to say it's your fault. Well, as we uh, stated before, without these clear expectations of what he wants us to do, it's going to be a continued problem. That's true. So it's just as much our fault as it is his. I was talking about you. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> when is something not my fault really i don't know it's fun though god damn it anyway all right well we'll find it and we'll uh yeah we'll have to give him a prize because he finally sent that over to us so we thank you somebody actually bought our shirt <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't me <laughs> yeah and then one last thing of course of course last thing midwestgamingclassic.com End of March, Midwest Gaming Classic in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Get your asses in gear. Get your plane tickets. Get your rooms reserved. Come out and hang out with us, please. You'll have a good time. I, I'm not going to guarantee it, though. Yeah, don't leave me alone with these two jokers. Yeah, somebody's got to take Josh away from us for a while. He's a little sycophantic. Just saying. <laughs> and don't leave your phone in his car. So... <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have access to mustard packets, and then it's cool. It's, and and no explanation is needed. This is why you need to come to MGC. Mustard packets, car phones locked in cars, Blue arguments chicks. in the hallway. You gotta be there. Soak it up. <laughs> yeah, you will. Oh my god, here it is. Garthman03. What? There it is. Garthman03. He tweeted it. Uh, yeah. The tweeted. 21st of February, he, he tweeted it over. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Tweeted. There we go. Benjamin McLean. So there we go. I'll retweet it right now so you both see it. There. Well, I, I, I hate to, to disqualify him on a technicality, but email it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We still need you to email I wanna, it. But, uh, yeah, I want to get a I want to see that. Oh, no, that's Photoshop, man. No way. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, that might might count, because that's all we got. (laughs) No, it looks like he just took a magic marker and drew that Trophies Yo thing on the back of his shirt. No, that's just Mark's artwork. Hey-oh! Oh, Oh, okay. See, I don't have the right window open. I was looking at all my iTunes stuff for all my comedians. 
So here I'll. There we go. All right, all right. No, that Holy. is awesome. <clears throat> Thanks, buddy. Way to go, Garth man. Yeah. All right. Is that it? Anybody else got anything? No. <laughs> nah. All right. Well, uh, hopefully next week we'll be talking to you from GDC. Well, at least Joel and I. And. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hate you guys. Yeah. Whatever. Go watch Red State and. Rub that in. Nah, I'll be busy working on my platinum just cause two next week. Uh, okay. No, <laughs> I, no. Actually, you have a review coming up, so you need to work on that game. What game? Uh, Pixel Junk Shooter Two. You're reviewing that. I'm rev- Wait, what? Yeah, you're going to be reviewing that. You need to work on that. <laughs> Fuck me. And Make whatever sure else you can do to not get your platinum. Yeah, damn it. Well, I mean, <sighs> Joel and I are going to be gone for a week on pa- podcast business. You need to review something. We won't have PlayStation 3s in front of us that we can play on. you got to pick up the slack, man. So we'll expect that Pixel Junk Shooter <laughs> 2 review. for. Is it too late for me to quit like Mark? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. You're past it's your 90 contract. days. Yeah. You've already been to 1E3 Damn under PS Nation's uh, uh, umbrella. So That's okay. Late. I'm going with Kmart Gamer this time. <laughs> like, they'd hire you. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> they should hire you for as much as you talk about them. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's true. They should be a sponsor. <laughs> I think Kmart and Guzex. Right now. <laughs> Get a hold of Josh. Kmart, Guzex, Hulu, and Netflix need to sponsor our show. That's true. I, we talk about them every week. Anyway. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. We've talked long enough. Next week, we'll talk to you. Thanks very much for hanging out with us, and hopefully you had a good time. Get out there, play some games. Have a great week. GDC, yo! I think it is wherever you work, though. You, you work really hard, and to take the stress off, your employer should give you field trips that you get to go on. <laughs> I'm talking cool field trips, not, you know, weekend seminars on how to use your little stupid day planner thing. Talking about wake up, everyone meet at work, and everyone jump on a big yellow school bus and lay down in the back seat so when you hit bumps, you fly up into the air. (laughs) Have you and everyone in your department, every time you pass by a truck, start making that beep the horn sign. (laughs) And we got four to do it. And instead of getting memos at work, I think every Friday should be that troll book order week when you get the... Get the five bucks with the free poster with the dog and the cat on its face or something. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Did you read at the end of Forever she had her period? All right, I love that joke, but I also suck for knowing anything about Judy Bloom. It's not like I hang out with my friends. Hey, and you guys finished Blubber yet? Halfway through Tales of Fourth Grade, nothing. That fudgy's hilarious. Talking about uh, college the other day. I actually had a a psychology class in college where we never saw our professor ever. What he did is he went and he put all his lectures on a cassette tape, and then you'd have to go to the mafia-owned bookstore and buy each tape for (laughs) $30,000. And so we'd always have to listen to, like, this lecture just on cassette. So that kind of got boring, right? So we stole my little sister's Teddy Ruxpin. You know that bear that talks to you? With his mouth. So we'd sit in front of Dr. Teddy every Thursday. People would walk by a room. Whoa, those are those dudes that worship the bear. 